Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things that's seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. Hey, Jami. Um, for this episode... <laughs> well, no, I'm A little more enthusiasm there, Jami. <laughs> So this is I'm on that, preludes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, look at me just jumping into the subject yeah. here. But anyways, um, this is this is a topic that me and Jamie normally covers either every season or at least once a year. And and uh, due to the fact that that we had Game of Thrones coming out, season finale, a series finale, and then Aladdin recently came out as well, which we'll be talking about later on this episode. Uh, the whole subject about uh, adaptation and remakes mm-hmm. has once again cropped up, right? And my whole thing is that people need to stop getting so hang up about remakes and adaptations. Yeah? Yeah. 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 It can't be the same exact story. Yeah, but yeah. people want it to be the exact, same exact story. People want it to be like the books. People want it to be like the original. It's that kind of a thing. But there's a reason why it's called an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Or and, a remake. Yeah, or, or a remake. And and for, by definition, remakes and adaptations aren't unnecessary if there is an original source text. But... That they are also yet to also acknowledge that there are some adaptations and remakes that are also pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so HBO has the books. People are going like, "Oh, the books are so much better." Yeah, because those are the books, mm-hmm. and it's different than the HBO show. You know, just you got to separate both of them together. Oh, you know what? Separate them. Uh, speaking of HBO remakes, adaptations, there's something that I am looking forward to. Do you guys remember that movie a few years ago called uh, The Golden Compass? Yes, yeah, HBO yeah. has this TV show coming up. Yeah, right. they're gonna have a yeah the TV shows coming up. I was I was confused for a second because I saw the storyline, right? But the, yeah. the actors weren't the same, and I was like, wait, is this the is this the Golden Compass? But right. it's not Nicole Kidman who's the bad the the villain here, right? Because I saw that trailer from HBO. I was like, hey, there's polar bears. There's uh, no no. The, they hit at the polar bear first. Okay, <laughs> the polar bear. Of <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, those uh, air balloons. I'm like, what the? Is this the golden compass? Which is not to be confused with the Polar Express. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, and then I did. You guys see the golden compass from a few years ago? No, nope, I of did course. not actually. Oh, you're lucky. It's a terrible. I, I didn't okay. like it at all. So anyway, uh, I, I, I well, I was young, much younger when I watched it, yeah. so I enjoyed it. I then. did not like it. At all. It's one of those movies where they. Assumed going in that they would have a trilogy or something like that, yep. so it just ends on a cliffhanger, and it wasn't even that good. Not that oh invested. yeah, that's yeah, right. right. It Remember? did just end. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. Sure. She didn't find uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond at the end of it. That's weird. No, like you know. the the way it ended well, was spoilers like, for um, Golden They Compass, were just apparently. about to embark on another yeah. adventure, <laughs> and then it just ends, kind of like Lord of the Rings, the first mm-hmm. movie. So my whole thing is like, oh, they didn't get it right that time. So hey, and it's, so it's supposed to be like a beloved book series, right? Correct. So hey, mm-hmm. why not? try again you know what i mean my whole thing with adaptation is like hey don't adapt like real classics you know what I mean? you don't have to remake ghostbusters you don't have to remake whatever and stuff like that but for, why don't you concentrate on on good properties or good ideas that hasn't was, been done yet yeah well, well it's been done but it wasn't just executed right the first time you okay, know what i mean fair enough this, you know if the material is good but they didn't get right for whatever reason the first time go back try try it again and that's what hbo is doing with Golden Compass, or it's, I guess the real book title is called uh, His Dark Materials or something like that. Correct. Right, right so yeah. But no, but well, that, that, I guess HBO's right? become the master at ad- adapting from books to series. I mean, as proven by with Game of Thrones, right? So yes. I think HBO is the perfect or some people argue uh, no. network for that. <laughs> but, but my whole thing isn't <laughs> the fact that they are adapting or not adapting or remaking or not remaking. It's the fact that that people are watching remakes and adaptation and get so hung up by the original source material, they can't just judge the product by itself. Yeah. Which is like, I'm not unfair for the product because if you weren't familiar with the original, 
and you're watching a remake and adaptation and you don't even know it's a remake mm-hmm. or an adaptation, then where does where do you stand in there, right? And this is something that this goes that goes back since the beginning of cinema war and stuff like that. I remember one of the first time this actually came up for me on a personal level is when Jurassic Park came out back in the day and stuff like that. Okay. Because uh, what do you call it? I, I saw the trailer. I was hyped for the movie. And I haven't read the books. So like two days before Jurassic Park came out, I went, we were at Costco. I bought the book. I finished it like in two days. I loved it. And you know what? I was actually disappointed with the movie because like I was a douchebag back then. I was like, why isn't this scene in there? Why isn't the pterodactyl? Yeah, why see, is it? See, why see. is it in there and stuff like that? It's only when you're oh, there's old. There's a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, as you get older and stuff, you kind of realize, yeah, it's called the adaptation. You can't film mm-hmm. everything from a three hundred page novel into a movie. Yeah. It yeah. Doesn't look like Just that. Just like you know? the Harry Potter series and yeah. the Lord of the Rings series, you, they couldn't fit everything into the book. Also, uh, mm-hmm. into the movies. Also. Certain things in the books, you just can't translate it into cinema. It's it's just a completely yeah. different platform. No, correct, yeah. correct. And, and and the the whole thing there for me is that the, once again, they still can't separate two into together. And I'm like Jiang Ming. I went through the exact same thing. But for me, it's with the X Men movies, the very first one with Brian Singer, that Brian Singer did. Um, I liked the first one more or less, mm-hmm. but I gave it excuses because, well, it's not like the car- the comic book. Yeah. And then the second one came out, and everybody went gaga over it. And I was like, "You guys love it this much? Mm-hmm. It's nothing like the comic book." And I yeah. was like, "I was that guy who was like, this movie wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Like, stop hyping up so much. This movie wasn't that good mm-hmm. because I was so hang up on the fact that I was a huge reader of the X Men from the eighties and the nineties, and X Two, X Men United, just was not." The, my X-Men movie. That was not my X-Men movie. That was like a Wolverine movie and the X-Men happens to be there. It just mm-hmm. didn't really live up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard to reconcile because like sometimes you have a story going in your head and I think people get hung up on the need for continuity. We right. forget that these are the, I mean, this these are works of art mm-hmm. and if you have a different author or if you have a different director or if you have different sets of actors, they're all going to have their own version their own of takes, yeah. Mm-hmm what their interpretation of it yeah is. but 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 x2 for me was i guess a turning point this and this is for me years later years later when when um not the third movie but the first class came out and they really changed things up from the comic book and the movie was good mm-hmm. and i wasn't hang up on the fact that hey this is completely different than the comic books mm-hmm. I, I guess i grew as a movie watcher mm-hmm. i realized that hey I, I need to judge the property as is and not compare not, not to get so hang up on the original source material. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. if the adaptation and remake, whatever, is not to your taste, the original... Still the, exists. It still exists. It's not like they disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? People always... X-Men uh, lovers always complain about the Dark Phoenix adaptations and stuff like that. You know, the Dark Phoenix things still exist. Those comic books didn't go away and stuff like that. Yep. And also... Be- yeah. And because... And also, it's really a shitty thing to say when you say, oh, this movie is not a perfect adaptation of it, and then you think less of the story. The, the comic book as an art form is as valid... Uh, art form as a movie, you know what I mean. You don't need a movie adapting it perfectly to Correct. to validate that 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 that, that storyline. You know, yep. comic books. You know, comic books mm-hmm. are moving. Books are moving in their own way and in a unique way and stuff. It's it's fine. It's, but it's okay. I think that seems to be the issue with a lot of people. I mean, and, and this is subconsciously, mm-hmm. is that if it's a comic book, if it's a book, if it's an animated series or a cartoon, whatever, mm-hmm. they're not validated unless there's a live action version of yeah. it. It it does seem like like it's not a thing that can be respected unless there's a live action yeah. version of it, which is a which is a false thing to really try and and put on this on these remakes and adaptations. Yeah. You know, like have more faith in the thing that you loved first, yeah. and then and then 
you know, judge the other adaptation yeah. by themselves. Yeah, recently I really did not like Batman v Superman stuff like that. I really just liked the movie and stuff like that. But you know what? I, I my best, my favorite adaptation of that storyline. I'm really curious where you're where this going. Where, where Batman and Superman <laughs> meet is actually is uh, uh, Batman and uh, Superman World's Finest, the Bruce Tim. Uh, Paul Dini adaptation, you know that cartoon and stuff like that. You know, to me, and that's you know, your that's the inspiration for Batman v Superman. No, no, I'm saying no. I'm just saying not. not <laughs> but I'm saying that story or the premise. You know what I mean? Just because one medium failed you doesn't. You know, you can just go to the cartoons. You can read the comic books. And but stuff it like also that. happened in the comic books too. Yeah, it's just, it's fine. It's not that big deal. So, like I said, if, if what I'm saying is if the movie failed you and stuff like that, we didn't do it right. Go back. There's plenty of comic books. There's plenty of cartoons and stuff like that. It's great. It's yeah. all that stuff. So it's it, fine. If move that's on. true. That's true. Move on. Your, yeah. we'll move on with your life. If, HB, if HBO wasn't successful in producing a proper Game of Thrones adaptation to the beloved books, yeah. the books are still there. Yeah, the books you are know, still there. The, the, yeah. Well, George, well I mean, to be fair, they, Martin they might not live. leave out a lot yeah. of things from the books. Yeah. But that's the that thing that couldn't though. be translated yeah. into the TV show. Or well, it just it just didn't fit. It just didn't flow well, right. Well, that's debatable. Of mm-hmm. course, that's debatable because. But what if they could have, right? So, uh-huh. but, but the thing is though is that it, it doesn't it doesn't do anybody any any service to get hung up on that fact that a so and so isn't in the in the movie when yeah. it's in the it's in the book or so and so isn't in the cartoon. Yeah, blah, remember one of the Game of Thrones book fans kept complaining that the Lady Ironheart were, were the yeah yeah Stonehenge Stonehenge that's Stonehenge Ironheart <laughs> Ironheart whatever she never comes. It was like it's not it's not that it's not that big a deal, man. It's, it's, it's in the book. Yeah. The book still exists. You can just reread the book and stuff like that. So yeah, and then find out the story from there. Yeah, or yeah. or HBO does have these supplementary. Um, uh, what was it like? These comic series online mm-hmm. just to give you um, like a backstory, the history of Game of Thrones before these series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, different outlets. No, it's fine. It's yeah. a big deal. Um, and it, it, no, 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 most recently, Aladdin. A lot of people comparing mm-hmm. the live action Aladdin with. With the '92 version of Aladdin, we'll me and Jamie will talk about it later on. Uh, but just a quick, once again, everything, every critic is always about the how it compares to the original. And I've done the, I and I did the same thing too with my review. I compared it to the original, because. But at the same time, I have to acknowledge the good things that actually came out from the remake for the live action. And, yeah. And it's kind of important to put two into two separate part of them together. You know, judge them for what they are and not for what they could have been and not what they oh. used to be. You know, and that's yeah. it's that kind of a thing. Because I mean, if you put it that way, why does Broadway exist? What's the point of of recreating Aladdin as a Broadway musical if the if the animated movie is so beloved? You know, what's the point of that? What's the point of of doing another version of Les Mis if you don't have the original cast? Well, I don't think that you need to do re- Les Mis. No, that's, that's what I mean, though. Broad, Broadway <laughs> oh. Broadway is filled yeah. with remakes. And also, yeah. They remake themselves yeah. over and over again. And an obvious thing is also Shakespeare. Shakespeare is like the greatest work of uh, literature ever. Yeah. And they keep adapting that stupid stuff. Exactly. You know I mean? Of course. Like, yeah. exactly. Of course. So I, I really think there's a, there's a bit of hypocrisy when people say, oh, it's not like it's not as good as the original. Yeah. But then you like another thing that that, that is also an adaptation of remake. An adaptation yeah. of you know? the, the original. So I, I really exactly. think you guys, people but, criticizing remakes and adaptation really need to be very careful about the criticism because mm-hmm. they're going to just come off like hypocrites. So on the, yeah. The, yeah. They also they also need to keep in mind that the adaptation mm-hmm. is meant to keep uh, keep up with the, the current times. Like if something was made 20 years ago, you can't make it exactly the way it was if it was or meant for an audience you? in 2019. <laughs> or can you? Or can you? Yeah, yeah, Although I'm, I have to say, for example, Beauty and the Beast, I was very disappointed only because 
uh, Emma Watson, they they could have yeah. gotten a better actress who had a better singing voice. I she was singing a full mm-hmm. octave lower than yeah. what I was expecting. That was that was just a little disappointing in terms of the music. It's, well, it's their take. It's their take, and, and it's their take. Yeah. And I, I and I'll say this right now. Once again, Gaston is amazing oh, in Beauty and the Beast, the live action yeah, version. Yeah. I really like yeah, the live he action. Was, he stole the show. Yeah, I think he stole the movie. First of all, you guys are wrong by Gaston. He's he's not good in, in live action, <laughs> the, the original. But anyway, but there's nothing wrong with criticism. There's nothing wrong with uh, evaluating something. It's just like when you take a when you take it too a step too far. You know what I mean? When you go online and start trolling and start being stealing yeah, vitriol. Exactly. That's, that's you know what I mean. Everybody's not, entitled yeah, to their every opinion. Piece there's, of, there's no need to troll. Yeah, everything. Every piece of art should be evaluated. Way should be critiqued, and and, and and that's what the that's what art is for. You know what I mean? It's it's reflective. It's, you know what I mean? It's yeah, to it's, revoke. Yeah. it's to provoke a, a reaction and an emotion. Yeah, but you don't need to send, send like death threats or you know be a troll. No. or be mean, mean about it. It's, it's, that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. So don't be a nerd. That that adaptation or remake is not as good don't as the original. Don't be a stupid nerd. Having said that, I, after nerd. this podcast is, I have, I have <laughs> petitions for you guys to sign <laughs> again. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just get that Snyder cut, guys. Or you get that. Uh, let's just redo Game of Thrones last last season. Come on, guys. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You with me? Come All on. right. Anyways, on this 238th episode of the show, clearly we, we had a nice legis- uh, discussion about adaptation remake already. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna cut out one segment of this episode because that's kind of like its own real big segment already as it is. So we are gonna be talking about uh, my trip to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. And then later on, me and John Meng are going to be reviewing, or short reviewing, Aladdin, Brightburn, and Booksmart. By the way, how did you guys exit me last week? <laughs> I kind of just died on you. Oh, I, I just essentially just said, oh, Newsflash, Ruthie is not in this episode right now anymore. <laughs> she, she had to leave. You know, we'll get to that later on if, if it comes up again, blah, 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 blah. All right. Yeah, so 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 there you go, listeners. You got your answers to what happened last week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that answered it. <laughs> no, I just like yeah, I pretty much like died. I was dying. It was literally like my first day, or no, my second day of. I'm on this extreme diet because not because I'm trying to be like, oh my god, I'm so fat. I need to get skinny. Oh my not god, like that. It's it's more like I need to gain muscle because I need to get buff because I'm doing Krav Maga now and Krav Maga. it's freaking kicking my butt. Yeah, but, Krav Maga would do that. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was my second day, guys. Uh, and I was literally dying of a migraine because I was just dying for sugar and all the, the fat and I just wanted bacon and I couldn't have it and I was just dying and with a migraine my head was pounding and that's why I had to make a quick exit. Okay. And that's, no, the, that's the update for uh, what happened to Ruti. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I my own little segment. <laughs> So for uh for three weeks in a row, I, I get to I get to play this little bit of music right here. Where did Albert go now? Where did Albert go now? So I was lucky enough to get into one of those previews for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. So so questions, questions. Yeah, you got questions. I got answers. Go ahead. Shoot. How much time did you spend there actually? Uh we, we were we they're doing the whole reservation thing where you have a block of four hours at a single time. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I had I had four hours. Oh. How many attractions? That's... 
did you see? What do you consider an attraction? A ride or a, a, a restaurant um, or... Not a ride. Ex- yeah, excluding or, restaurants. Or like a show. Is, was there a show? Right. Apparently there was. And apparently this is one of the things I missed. Uh, the, apparently the first order Stormtroopers actually did have a show. I was told. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it myself, but mm-hmm. apparently there's a show with them. Uh, just I don't know if you can put a percentage of it. Of uh, how much of it did you experience, do you think? Everything but that show, that first order show, and the freaking cantina. Oh, cantina is, is hmm. the one where there's this actual bar. Oh, I, I, I completely, stuff. I completely forgot my my whole yeah. lead question here, uh, guys. What's the most? What do you think is the most popular thing in in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland? The cantina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it, no. Hold on, hold on. What? I, have, I have a whole spill. What no, is no, it, no. Albert? It, it, what was it, the question? Do you think it's the droid making part? No. Do you think it's the lightsaber building part? No. Do you think it's the is it the Falcon? No. <laughs> it's the freaking cantina. How was that? I don't know. Oh, I don't that's right. Oh, you what bat. is uh, it? Yeah. What's the cantina? Is that the restaurant? It's a cantina. It's a cantina. like somebody who hasn't seen Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally the cantina, right? <laughs> it's not... I have seen it. I just haven't. Didn't pay a lot of. You, you know how you know how a lot of the Star Wars movies they have like a, a cantina. A cantina. Not, <laughs> not, not not the cantina, like the most Isaac cantina, but they always have some kind of bar cantina mm-hmm. thing about. Oh bar. yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, it won't, oh, it, that's what they call it. It's not going to be the most Isley cantina. No, this is a different planet. Uh, oh yeah. So to, to 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 clarify this, the the Star Wars land in Disneyland, which they're not calling Star Wars land, they're calling Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge, right? right? It's actually the planet of Batu. It's B A T. Oh, it's a single. It's a bottle episode. It's a single location. Right. So basically, it's a made-up place. Oh, well, okay. I guess it's canon now because Disney, Marvel, mm-hmm. Star Wars, whatever. So it's canon. Batu exists. It's, mm-hmm. it's supposedly like, and it's specifically in the town of Black Spire Outpost. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And it's, and Outpost is a key word because you know it, it's not a town because a town would be much bigger than this. Mm-hmm. It's an outpost. So there's okay. like there are buildings and whatnot, but yeah. Is it under the control of the first? Oh wait, do, do you know what timeline is? Where it is? It's on in time- the first order resistance timeline. It's after the last Jedi. Oh, oh really? Last okay. Or, oh, yeah. oh, interesting. Oh, it's okay. actually after the last Jedi, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. who, who owns it? The the black. I'm sorry. Who's it under? Is it under the first order? The resistance? Or? The first order has a part in the black black uh, black spire outpost, mm-hmm. but but they don't own it per se. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much. Are run by many different individuals. Interesting. And the first order just are roaming the place looking for the resistance thing. Mm-hmm. So although it hasn't happened to me, some people have said stormtroopers could harass guests oh. and and customers there and go, hey, do you know where the resistance yeah. are? You know, kind of. They have that thing. <laughs> they have this. They have this whole thing where where Ray and Chewbacca are roaming around the forest in the resistance area, kind of thing. So they're they're part of the show. Mm-hmm. There's also a character that created like a rebel spy kind of thing where she'll randomly show up. In like a location and thing, and then mm-hmm. she's doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. I actually saw her. Oh, really? it wasn't a person in costume. It wasn't a person, a, a guest in in costume. It was actually she's doing part of. So she was like sneaking around the location that oh. I was in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I would like to follow her, but I'm in standing line. I was yeah. standing in line for something else right yeah. now, so I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Right. Is it true that all the <laughs> all the people that are in that are working are in character? They are in character. They, they don't ha- break they all have a character. Uh, based on their location and their job thing, they're not supposed to acknowledge uh, Disneyland. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to act like they're part of that world, essentially. They, so, like, you feel like you're on that world. Like, you feel like if you're ordering from the bar there, that you're ordering in that world. Correct. Like, in the movie, are, they oh. not, are you not supposed to give them dollars I or am, credit cards? Like, or for the entire time you were talking, I my my mouth was just open. I'm astounded by the amount of detail that went behind this. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty well detailed. You you do, you do kind of get sucked into like, oh, I'm in a different planet. Yeah. You know, even though the sky is the same as where you live. Can you, can you even ask him like, <laughs> hey, is there a bathroom? Where's the nurse bathroom? Like, I don't know. A you can ask. Seriously, here's the thing. Okay, they have restrooms, and they even have a sign that says restrooms. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, they're supposed to call them refreshers. Oh really? Right. Yeah. So when I, like I need it. to use the restroom, I ask, can you can you point me to the nearest refresher? Yeah. And she's like. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's over by the marketplace. Yeah. You go down the marketplace and it'll be to your right. Yeah. Right? So they actually have two sets of ref- refreshers in the thing. Um, oh, okay. So it forces the the um, the guests to play along as well. Well, that's the thing though. Because if, if you ask them a question and they're not supposed to either answer that or they don't, they're not supposed to know, they will either answer two things. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about or I don't know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to they're gonna go <laughs> or they have a stock line that goes like, only the ancients know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> is there a is there a, like a guideline or something uh, before guests enter? Like a no, like an isn't. orientation that you're supposed to do this because then some guests might mm-hmm. might think that um, the service is just like the servers are just being rude. Correct. I always I wondered about that. So far, I have not seen any examples of that situation per se. Like if they want to okay. ask for a manager, what do they do? Like if they ask for a stormtrooper, I want to speak to your manager. What does a stormtrooper do? Hold on, let me get your, let me get my commanding officer. Yeah. Will they do that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Did you get yeah, uh, interesting? Did you get anything to eat? Did you look at the menus? Are the menus like all kind of like you know? Yeah, all the menus are named after like Star Wars things, like mm-hmm. the yib yib or nab nab or what, yeah. I don't know something, right? So you have to look at the description oh. to see actually what it is. You have to look at the, stri- the description it's to like, see what it actually nubbed is. up equals cheeseburger. Yeah, they will say like like fried chicken or chicken yeah. fried whatever. And the only my only complaint there is that it has Disneyland prices as expected. It's like fifty bucks but, for cheeseburger. But the thing is though is that in Disneyland and California Adventure and just in Disneyland in general, when you even though the food is expensive, they give you a lot. Oh, okay. This one, not so much. I, I well, don't know if they're keeping in character because in Batu yeah. food is more scarce. To be, to be fair, it's, it is an outpost, man. It is an food, outpost. Food is scarce out in the in the outer rim. You know that supply lines are short. You know? It's like, come on. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if rations, man. It's I rations. Know, I would like. I would like to. I would hope to think that's in purpose. Uh-huh. But my God, it, it it wasn't a lot of food. And also, you're not paying guests. You you know what I mean? You're just it's a it's a it's a thing. You know, hey, hey, it's, hey. it's a preview. It's a preview. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a it's it's. Well, a you gotta pay the actors. I'm yeah. sure they're getting paid premium, yeah. <laughs> more than the, so, the minimum wage. And then what rides did you go on? There, there, there is only one ride right now because the rider resistance is still being built. No, oh. uh, that that will be out later on the summer. Uh, but right now they have the Millennium Falcon Smugglers run, mm-hmm. and it is run by Honda Honda Onaka. Honda Onaka is a character from Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Right, and apparently he's still alive in the Last Jedi. So, so he's a he's an old alien. Mm-hmm. This is a character so, that was friends with Obi Wan Kenobi in, in Clone Wars. Okay, okay? and when, oh, okay. when when, when Obi Wan was still young, I was right. Okay, so so no. oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so how does the entire park feel? Like, does it feel like Disney in certain aspects where you know you kind of see where the line forms, no. you kind of see where, or is it all very uh cloaked and it, you really feel like you're in there? Yeah, it, it, the immersion is pretty impressive because the sight lines are pretty great. You can't, when you once you're inside, you cannot see Disneyland. Oh, like the only oh. the only part of Disneyland you will see is the tip of the Big Thunder Mountain, but it's a mountain, so it kind of blends in, yeah. right? And, oh, okay. and the top of the tent of the Fantasyland Theater, but it's a tent, so it kind of blends in. Right, so uh-huh. other than that, you can't see anything else in Disneyland once you're inside. Oh, really so it's, it's a pretty, pretty ingenious kind of way of design. But then that's, so, that's kind of how Walt Disney wanted the park to be anyway, which is why I have my own little complaints about Disney World, which doesn't really follow that. But 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 this one, yeah, it, 
once you're inside, you feel immersed. You're like, I'm in this planet kind of thing. So like you don't feel like the commerciality of a theme park. No, there is no Mickey. I, can, I can't tell any Mickey. I can't see any. No, I mean, I mean, like, like for example, like where the the metal poles for to line up and everything, or like you know how they have the misting fans when it's a hot day. Oh or, yeah, yeah. You know, like these little techno- that give it away. I'm sure. Kind of I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm they sure they're there, but they're not as obvious. They're yeah. supposed to blend in with the background a little bit more. Uh-huh. I mean, security okay. cam security cameras are still there, and you kind of notice some security cameras, right? But I think in the context of like like the like the like the building where the Falcon is at. I mean, it's it's a, it's like an industrial building. So I guess it's supposed to have security cameras. So it's that kind of excuse. The doors are like the Star Trek doors where they got this slide open. Like, kind of thing. Which is kind of neat. Um, I was looking at a building and the door will open up and people will come, on, come in and come out. There was a statue be, uh, next to it. I thought, is that the restroom? Because that's like female statue and maybe that's the restroom. Right? So so I decided to go ahead and go inside and sure enough, it was a store. Mm. It was an hmm. actual store, and then it's still merch and stuff. It's, it's still, still merch, merch yeah. yeah. And the thing about the merch, though, is that that there is nothing that really says Disneyland, yeah. Like, unless you just look at the price tag, mm-hmm. like the actual mm-hmm. product itself would not say Disneyland on it, mm-hmm. or Disney, or Mickey, or whatever, unless you look unless you look at the price tag, and the price, the 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 money there are credits. So if it's ten dollars, uh, it's ten dollars. It's not ten dollars. It's ten, uh, like like ten point zero zero credits. Oh. Even their tags are. Are no, themed? those are those are dollars. Yeah, those are dollars. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But 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 so I but guess like the price. Uh, how's the conversion like the, rate now between dollars and, and units? <laughs> yeah, but 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 what 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 the point is is that the cost the customers the uh the cast members there as they're called that are they're supposed to like say credits not dollars yeah. right? Uh, oh, okay. Right, and, and and what do you do with cents though? <laughs> like. Fifty. No, no, like, like if it's ten ninety nine, yeah. that's ten point ninety nine credits. Oh, okay, so right? they do that. Oh, they just got to okay, okay. they just got to change point two five dollars credits, like twenty five cents. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. fair enough. And and then uh, uh, the toys in there are supposed to look like like you know slave workers made those toys. Kind and of thing. technically, they were. <laughs> they were made. They were made in China. Yeah. So I, I got I got a nice job of the hut kind of plush and 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 a Yoda plush kind of thing, but they look like they're handmade by. Like, Chinese kids, but no, not, not there are no Chinese kids in Star Wars, Jumping. Oh, well, they are in this universe. So there's, probably, there's tiny kids, not yeah. Chinese kids. So there's he, tiny. So kids. it's probably it's probably Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine slaves mm-hmm. made this toys kind of thing. So so mm-hmm. all, all the pro- China. Yeah, all the products are supposed so. to look somewhat authentic to like what if this was in another planet? This mm-hmm. is what clothes would look like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of, That's of, of, interesting. interesting. I would, like I might. I might expedite my trip to California just to see that. Well, good luck trying to get yeah. it. <laughs> you, you said you spent four hours there. Did you think you could, it's one of those things you could spend all day there? Is it worth a two-day thing? Or how much time do you think you need to devote to it? It's kind of hard to gauge because you don't have the full capacity. I actually but. went over four hours. Four hours. I think we were there for four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And once again, I didn't get to do everything. I didn't get to see that show. And I, I didn't get to go to the cantina because every hour – okay, the first thing I did when, when I went there is go straight to the cantina. Sorry, line is line is closed. Like come back again later. Oh like God. oh okay. So I come back the next hour. Sorry, line is closed. Come back again later. Next hour. Sorry, line is closed. Yeah. So on and so forth. Never got into the cantina because apparently people are a bunch of alcoholics. Because yes, yeah. this is the only place in Disneyland short of short of um that's that secret place that the Club Thirty Three thing. Uh, you can buy alcohol in Disneyland. This is essentially oh, okay. where a, a regular non-rich person can actually go buy alcohol in Disneyland is in Star Wars. So yes, the cantina is really popular. Um, each each person can be there for forty five minutes because I guess you're not supposed to bring the alcohol out of the yeah. cantina. Mm-hmm. So you're stuck there for forty five minutes. Finish a drink, you know, there'll be a slush. There'll be a lush. 
You have DJ Rex, which is the, the droid from Star Tours, the original version of Star Tours, uh, playing music. Like he will play the cantina music at the beginning, <laughs> and then apparently <laughs> that one, yes. Yeah. And apparently he he starts playing like regular modern pop songs, mm-hmm. which I question. Yeah. Like I thought they were supposed to stay in character, yeah. right? And uh, there's also. Yeah. So there's a that's bunch, a little disappointing. There's a, there's a bunch of drinks over there. That's also the only place where you can get blue and green milk, uh, as in as the milk product. Mm-hmm. Outside there is yeah. a milk stand, mm-hmm. but that's a slushy version of the blue and green milk. Do you get like the last year? Do you have that giant monster you suck it out of its tit and stuff like that? Do, you, do, do they have that? I, if it's in the cantina, <laughs> I don't know because I didn't get to go in. Uh, but the milk, the, the, I would just get wasted so yelling. Where's the giant bees? I wanna suck the green milk. <laughs> but I did try the green and blue, the green and blue uh, milk oh, slushy okay. outside oh, okay. in the milk stand because there's a milk stand outside, mm-hmm. right? And it tastes good. Uh, the what it tastes like? The the blue the blue milk tasted a little bit pineapple ish. Mm-hmm. It's supposed oh, to be really? uh, oh, co- okay. it's supposed to be coconut milk and rice milk. Okay, right. And a then the, food the, okay. the green little. milk is like a guava ish flavor. So I actually prefer the the blue milk for that pineapple ish mm-hmm. flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, over mm-hmm. the guava-ish flavor. So, yeah. uh, you know, your, your results may vary on how much you like it. So, essentially, Cantina was out. Didn't get to do that. Uh, went The first, the next thing we did was the lightsaber thing, mm-hmm. right? So, the lightsaber thing is, is uh, essentially, we stood in line for... There were two lines. There was a line to get in. There's a line to get in. I was confused as well, yeah. okay? So I stood, in, I, stood in, I, stood in, I stood in the left line because I figured I need to go in that line first. There's a, there's a line to go in and there's a line to get in. Right, so here's yeah. the thing. So this is, this is my mistake. It's so called I went, double I, penetration. I went into the Sorry, left... What? <laughs> Sorry, what? what? <laughs> I, I went go. to the left line and, and then like, okay, I went left line. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I noticed that people were looking at the type of lightsabers you can get, the, mm-hmm. the hilt at least. Right. Because what they do is they ask you four... Uh, you, they give you four options. Do you want? Are you like a power and control person? Right. Are you a, a peace and whatever yeah. control? It's like uh, it's like Harry Potter. It's like your patron, patrons, patrons. Yeah, you know, your yeah. house or yeah, whatever, your house. Right? Or, or, so, yeah, yeah. yeah they were asking house. what kind of uh, lightsaber wielder will you be, mm-hmm. right? And then based on that is is what kind of parts they will give you, right? Right. So I was in that line, and then by the time I got to the front of the line, which is like I don't know, thirty minutes later, um, I noticed people were paying for something, and I'm like. Excuse me, do I have to pay to get in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like only if you want the lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, is there a, I see. Is, <laughs> is there an option where I can just watch? Yours. Oh, you're. Paper. It's like, oh, you're an observer. Oh. Yes. Hold on. And then she counts how many people are in the other line. I go, yes, you can go ahead yeah. and go in. So I went. I went to the other line, oh. and apparently all I needed to do was go up to go. Can I be an observer? And then they, and they go, oh, yes, please go right in. I'm very cheap. Which line is it? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know how much the lightsabers cost, right? I'm going to guess. How much? 59. No. L- am I low or high? You're low. Oh, really? 100? Oh, 89. Ruthie? Ruthie, what's your choice? 89? 69. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Try 200 no, credits. No, no, no. What? 200 Albert, Albert, credits. Albert, you missed the remember. Oh, stop, it's, stop. it's stop. like what's the, the, number? the wand. Or it's be... like the wizarding wand yes. at, um, at uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. I think you have a uh, heat stroke or something. You said 200 something. Okay, fine. It's 199.99 <laughs> credits. Wow. <laughs> Good Lord. Does, does wow. Lace, Is it a real lightsaber? I know. It better cut somebody. It better, <laughs> right? I better murder somebody with 200 bucks. <laughs> I, I need that when I'm walking home <laughs> late after work. But it's like a full-size <laughs> lightsaber that lights up though, right? It lights up, yes. Okay. Yes. So the whole the whole presentation is pretty cool. You go inside, like, and then the, some people, some people, uh, the, the the people who work there were like, "I'm not sure if I if I sense the force with, with mm-hmm. any of these people. Mm-hmm. I sense trouble." You know, like they, they kind of play yeah. actor kind of thing. You go in. There are 14 stations, right? I like the Harry Potter thing where only one kid gets to play. Mm-hmm. You get 14 people who gets to play because they pay, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so <laughs> you get 14 people pay 200 bucks. 
Yes. So Holy cow. You pay two hundred dollars to to build play, the lightsaber. Yeah. And then you get to keep the lightsaber mm-hmm. too. Correct. Right. So you build the lightsaber. They they show you like there are the, the guy has a whole presentation. Mm-hmm. You can either choose the red kyber crystal, yeah. like 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 Darth Vader before it or blah blah blah. Or you can use the green one like it's Master Yoda did. Mm-hmm. So they had like a whole script with like the music swelling in the mm-hmm. background kind of thing. So there's a whole presentation. You know, and it was kind of neat. And then they give you, and the people, the fourteen people, get the parts of what they chose. I don't know how did this, how they realize. Oh, that guy there chose yeah. this part. That guy there chose this part. I don't know. I honestly, I, I, honestly, I it's don't know. Ca- it's called the Force. The Force, Albert. right? Come on, the force. pay attention, the man. Force. Haven't you seen the movies? Right. So they, they're giving the parts in front of them, and they have they get to choose how to build their lightsaber. They have, and then there are different options for the hilt. It's called metachlorian. <laughs> they they right. test your metachlorian. Yeah. And, and then and then the, the they, they, there's 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 one guy who's the, the one presentation guy, and there's two people who are supposed to help out both wings of the mm-hmm. the, the assembly line, mm-hmm. right? And then what they do is the first the first thing they do is they show you the kyber crystals, and they, they have like a, a tray in front of them. Where they get to choose what they want, what kyber crystal they want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either red, green, blue, or violet. Apparently, it's not purple; it's violet. Because only Samuel Jackson gets that purple. Mm-hmm. I, I, apparently, it's, no, because because the guy goes or the violet kyber crystal, like Mace Windu before oh, right. us who use it. So I, I guess it's violet. I'm okay. pretty sure it's purple. <gasps> yeah, okay, right. Oh, they actually call out Asaka Tano as well. Oh, nice. so they actually acknowledge uh, and uh, and Asaji Ventress. So they actually acknowledge Clone Wars. I guess it's, it's canon. canon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so you you choose what kyber crystal you want. None of the people that I when I went when I went to watch, none of the people chose red. I guess there's no sit among them. You know, there's a lot of green, blues, and a lot of uh, you know, violets, right? And um and supposedly this is what somebody told me. Supposedly there is a black kyber crystal mm-hmm. like hidden somewhere there. Like mm-hmm. randomly, it might show up. So if you see the black kyber crystal, you may want to pick it up because that's that's a rare item. Oh, okay. It's that kind of a thing. So so you build the lightsaber. This oh, this is a whole twenty minute presentation, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end, you build the lightsaber, and then they go, let so and so the the worker person like like uh, establish your lightsaber because mm-hmm. when you put it on the mm-hmm. the kyber crystal to the to the hilt, it makes a sound. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to connect it, I guess Bluetooth or NFC sure. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to put it in a certain way to make it connect and it make a sound and make it lights up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then and then they put the they they hook up the kyber crystal, the lightsaber that you build into the table, right? And then suddenly the table opens up and then the, your lightsaber is on and then you raise it up. And then I was right behind a kid doing this and the kid was Amazed, he's like, he's like, oh my god, wow! He better be amazed. Trying to spend two hundred bucks on yeah. that damn thing, and and, and then to my right, there was this like, there's like fifty year old guy who was going, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this, but were you able to gauge the quality? I'm sure, I'm still fascinated by. I was gonna say, is it made? It better it, be made of like stainless steel. Yeah, does it look platinum, like it's worth two hundred? Gold leaf. Does the quality look good? Is what I'm saying. I, 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 I lifted, I lifted one up, and it was, it was oh, okay. pretty, it was pretty sturdy. It was pretty like. Legit. Like it seems pretty legit. Yeah. Was it but, metal? I don't know if it's metal or not. But it's not one of those things where it's, it's the the. It the, doesn't but, retract. Come so, on, we're not in the future yet. I know. So <laughs> work. So the person they have to be really. Is it like what is it? Is it a hollow? So it's just like a solid. Yeah. It's like, like a it's like a fluorescent light. It's like yeah. a fluorescent light. You know, no. but but you can actually use it to whack other lightsabers. Right. Oh, my whole thing is like you're just if you but get seriously, that seriously two hundred dollars for that. <sighs> I know that's a lot. Hey, but if you get like that hardcore 10, Star Wars fan, but if you get that at ten in the morning, you, you're carrying the lightsaber with you throughout for the rest of the day. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my thing. That's my point. It's like, oh, you need the flash. Like you just, they basically just paid for a Broadway ticket yeah. to be in a show for twenty minutes. Yeah, 
Yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially, or 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 it's your, your most expensive flashlight ever. Did they give you like a nice case for <laughs> or, it too? Yes, okay. they do give you, you a nice case for it. Imagine the blackout. You just take out your lightsaber. Two hundred bucks. Yeah, they, they do. They do give you a nice case for it. Okay. okay. So right. just just to move things along, um, I also went to the Droid Depot where they where you can build your own droid kind of thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. the, okay. the, like a build a bear for droids. It's a build a bear for oh, droids. Real like, doll. That is exactly what it is. Anyone, sorry, what? Okay. So uh, guess the price. How much is this? Three hundred bucks. Ruti. Mm-hmm. What's your 400. No, it's 99.99 oh, okay. credits. Oh, I was going to okay. ask you, how, how big is the droid? It's about, it's about like, I don't know, like over a foot tall. Oh, okay. Right. So it's a pretty oh, sizable okay. so droid. It's small. Yeah, it's like a builder yeah. bear. Like you said, it's a builder bear. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch it a lot, but essentially you, you I thought, choose. I was imagining like an R2D2 size droid. Yeah. So I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to that, actually. So so essentially, you, you choose the parts of the droid that you want to build and you build the droid yes. kind of thing. There's like a conveyor belt behind the, the yeah. worker and then they have droid I've parts. I've built real dolls before. I know how this goes. So, so, the, the, so that's simple enough as it is. I don't really explain too much yeah. about that. Um, in the shop itself, there was a real life R2D2 roaming around beep, 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 beep and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? That That is actually for sale. Are you serious? You can actually buy that R2-D2 that was roaming around. And it, it is and for $4.99. $4.99. Uh, Ruti, this, this, the kind, this, the kind of, this is the kind of R2-D2 that you will find in the movie set. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, uh, $12.99. You mean, you mean $12,099? $1,299. Jamming? $4.99. Excuse me? Thousand? Twenty five. It's the cost of a car. Holy what? Mackerel. Right. So so what? yeah. So when you you'll see articles going, this is the most expensive item that you can buy in Star Wars land. And this is and wow. one of the one of the ones that they're selling, they're just letting it roam free and some of that. Well, I'm sure they're gonna give you like a, a more pristine version. I don't know. No, no, I'm saying it's just it's just going around and people are, Yeah. Oh, well. interacting with it. You know, and, and oh. I can I can always imagine the R2D2 coming up to a person like beep, 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 and then it goes five thousand, huh? I would like to purchase this one. Yeah. And it goes, sure. And then R2 going, <laughs> What? <laughs> and you look at the quality it's good quality, right? Like twenty five. You, you get what you pay for, for Yeah, you get what you pay for. It looks like it looks like it's straight from the movie, you know. Oh, wow. So you get oh, that that's much. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I get oh it. I get God. it. Twenty five thousand. Yeah. I think you're better off going to the droid builders that are like 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 the local droid builders yeah. and have like, them make you one. Like eBay and shit like that? Like, oh, <laughs> not like eBay, right. but you know, you know, like there are like like clubs. They're, they're, they're called droid builders. Oh, okay. And they actually can make like this real life R2D or something like that. Well, I'm pretty 000. sure it's not going to be $25,000. Yeah. The, I mean, basically what they have in Disneyland is probably like a mini car. Yeah. Essentially. But but the droid builders, they also make BB-8s. They also make Wallys and whatnot. They're, they're pretty imp- you'll see them in conventions oh okay you'll normally see them in conventions okay. alright right so okay so from the droid thing um, the, the food stuff I already mentioned that one it's kind of like there, there was one like barbecue stand kind of thing it's a hot dog stand thing mm-hmm. where they have it's uh, they're like they're play acting like they're, they're cooking it underneath a pod racer's engine so it's a nice mm-hmm. visual so there's that uh, the market, That's cute. The marketplace is very much like that. The like that. Uh, I was gonna say palenque, and it's like it's like <laughs> it's kind of like 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 a, like a farmers market, like a farmers market Filipino type. moment, guys. Yeah, FYI, <laughs> it's kind of like a farmers market type of thing. The marketplace, so it's very cramped and small, which I guess visually looks great, but as as a person walking through there, it's cramped and small. <laughs> Right. It's, I mean, I guess if they're being authentic to the experience, the experience then claustrophobic yeah. is what they were looking for. Yep, yep, yep. So there's that one. Um, so so Millennium Falcon. I guess I'll end with the Millennium Falcon. So the Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run. So essentially when you get in the, into the ride, uh, they give you like an assignment, right? Because the Honda Anaka needs new new cargo people or, or not smugglers because they don't call it that, you know, some workers to help them out in transport 
tr- merchandise or something like that, right? That's that's the that's the skit. And then when you get up front, uh, they give you an assignment: either either a pilot, a gunner, or an engineer. And there are six seats, so you're either two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. And then when you're given an assignment, they have you have, you have a card. You can trade it with your fellow men or fellow or whatever. Oh, they give you a color. You're like color orange, red, whatever. So in your team, you can either trade it off, trade 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 positions, or just stick with what you got. And while you're waiting for your turn, you're in essentially the lobby of the Millennium Falcon. So you got that hollow chest thing going there, not actually working, but you can take a picture with it kind of thing. And then they call you up. If they call you up, you go into the to the ride. There are six seats, and you're essentially in the Millennium Falcon ride. Uh, and then you press buttons. There's a lot of buttons you have to press, mm-hmm. like ignite the engine, and you press the button to ignite mm-hmm. the engine. You know, uh, go to light speed, and you you mm-hmm. pull down the lever to yeah. go to light speed. Uh, well, as I'm doing this, should I be cocky or should I don't be cocky? Well, if you're going to be the pilot and you're going to be cocky, you're going to crash the ship. Uh, so, so here's what the position. Mm-hmm, okay. The pilot to the left, which is the Han Solo position, moves the, moves the ship left and right. Mm-hmm. The pilot to the right, which is Chewbacca's position, moves the ship up and down, mm-hmm. right? So there's a little bit of huh. coordination between yeah. the two pilots yeah. to make sure that the ship doesn't crash, right? The, 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 the two middle seats are the gunners. It is like the movie where you're in a, a cockpit. Thing, yeah. yeah, you're just literally sitting down and you have a button to your right or your left, depending on where you sit. And huh. you, you're given a choice of either automatic or manual. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the real, def- the real difference is. This. Supposedly... A manual has a lock-on system, but there was no real reticule on the yeah. screen, so I, I can't really tell what that is. Um, you can hold down the button to shoot. Mm-hmm. That is essentially the easiest position mm-hmm. to put anybody in. Like if you don't have a gamer in your midst, give them the gunner. Mm-hmm. All they gotta do is press down the button; the computer will shoot for you, mm-hmm. right? The only thing that you have to do extra is there's a one part where you have to like shoot a missile. Mm-hmm. You have to press the red button mm-hmm. as a gunner. If you're the engineer, the engineer does work when the ship gets damaged, mm-hmm. right? So if the ship gets damaged, white so the buttons lights up and you're supposed to press mm-hmm. it to fix it. Do I shoot talking. the missiles through a like a little shaft on a Death Star? No, they don't have a that. Little, um... They don't have. They don't have that. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that the, the engineer does is when you're trying to harpoon like the cargo or whatever that you're supposed to steal mm-hmm. in quotes. Uh, you, the engineer's job is to harpoon the cargo. Oh, okay. So there's okay. supposed to be three different scenarios. I've only gone to one, which is the cargo, which, which is the cargo thing. Mm-hmm. And in that scenario, you're supposed to you're supposed to get three three canisters. I've only gotten two at the mm-hmm. most, right? And then they give you a point at the end, and and how many parsecs do you have to travel? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then they give you credits on how well you did, and supposedly the credits will apply to the rest of the game. Because in well, if you every time you go back, can you choose a scenario or is it given to you? It's given to you by random. How's this? Okay. Same, same thing with the position. It's oh, given so you, to you so you might get the same one the next time you go around. How's the yes. CGI and stuff like that? It just looks, it looks good. Looks, looks, looks very. Pretty, it looks very convincing. Pretty, yeah. it looks very convincing. Any, like you're, any celebrity? Ca- any can cameos? Any well, cameos? besides uh, Honda Anaka and, and Chewbacca and whatnot, uh-huh. you know, kind of thing. Uh, my there was actually one time where where my ride actually broke down. And there's actually a whole skit that happens between Honda. Oh, don't worry, folks. It's just a technical difficulty, yeah. you know. And then Chewbacca go, yeah. no, Chewie, don't worry. We'll have it fixed. You know, there's a whole skit if the bride breaks down, which is kind of neat. Um, hmm. The bride actually breaks down. It has broken down. I mean, the, the skit goes into... Active, it activates sorry. when he breaks oh, down. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Huh. Yes. So they actually accounted for that. Kind oh, they of thing prepared too. for everything. You right. know, so, that's so, cool. So that's the smuggler's run kind of thing. Um it's it's fun. I don't, I think it's it's kind of like Star Tours, but with more interaction. Mm-hmm. But once again, only three scenarios, and I've only been to one of them. Sure. You know, so it's 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 good. I mean, I I don't know if I'll wait over two hours for it. 
<laughs> but but it's, it's worth checking out the first time, at least, right? Plus, you have an incentive to go. If you want to be a pilot, you want to definitely go back to be a pilot. Yeah. The first time I went on it, I was a pilot. So mm-hmm. lucky me. Sure. Right. So, okay. so that's the Spanish run. Oh, and to end this segment off, because it's nice and long now. Um, that's what she said. They, they do have, <laughs> they do have uh, a specific lingos for Batu, right? All, all the people that work there have a lingo, which doesn't exist in Star Wars. Sure. But in this planet, it does. Mm-hmm. When you say good day, you say bright suns. Oh, okay. When you say good night oh, okay. or good adorable. evening, you say bright moon. That's pretty adorable. Come on. Right? Aww. If you say goodbye to people, you can say like, till the spire. The spire is because, you know, black spire outpost, right? Sure. Until you spire. Or you can say, mm. you can say uh, good journey mm-hmm. or or you can say may the force be with you. Sure. Although if you say may the force oh, be okay. with you, Although if you say may the force be with you to a stormtrooper, they're probably gonna harass you. Like, yeah. hey, excuse me, what uh-huh. kind of thing? That kind of a thing. <laughs> um, I know. I know when I was standing in line to get a picture with the X-wing fighter, Chewbacca showed up, right? And I, I wore my shirt where it was a Star Wars character, mm-hmm. but dogs, mm-hmm. right? So when Chewbacca approached me, I pointed at my shirt where Chewbacca's at as a dog, and he's like, kind of thing. He was like, Chewbacca outfit. Yeah, it was a whole guy in a Chewbacca oh my outfit. God, it's gonna be so hot. Really? I can't. Yeah. That poor bastard in, in August. Right. Oh man, especially in yeah, yeah. exactly. In How the tall is it? Summer. Dude? Oh, he was tall. It was like seven something foot tall. Oh my god. Yeah, He's probably on stilts. And, and, no, that's the thing though. I no. thought it was in stilts, but it looks like he was actually really seven I foot tall. I think it's all the really all yeah. the all the college basketball players that didn't make it into the NBA. That's what that's <laughs> that's where they get their employment. To to get a job but as a face character or a character in Disneyland, it's all based on your height. It's all based on your yeah. height. Um, I know the stormtroopers are looking for more stormtroopers, and the height requirement is you have to be between five eight and six one. Mm. It was that kind of like that kind of thing, and I guess mm-hmm. Chewbacca, you have to be seven something foot. <laughs> so any kind of characters were with weird makeup and stuff like that. Those are all animatronics. Anything okay. with, with makeup is all animatronics. Okay, short of, short of Chewbacca, that is. Gotcha. Oh, the animatronic for Honda Onaka is impressive. It's very. It's like the most impressive animation animatronic I've seen in Disneyland. Interesting. It, it, at, at first, I thought it was a guy in a suit, and it turned out, oh, it's an animatronic. So pretty good. Hmm. So, so overall, big thumbs up. Disney- overall, big thumbs up. I definitely want to go back just for the cantina because I've never experienced that. And, uh, and you think Disney's gonna make Disneyland's gonna make all the money in the world with this? Oh, totally, totally, I believe it. So there we go. There's my experience with uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Hopefully, you'll be lucky enough to be able to get into it. And for those people listening to this, and you have a reservation of four hours, it's not enough. Four hours is not enough, especially <laughs> if you want to do stuff, exciting stuff. Especially if you want to do everything, it's I think not I'm gonna, enough. I'm gonna go maybe. I, I hate the Rats. sun and stuff like that, yeah. and people. So maybe I'll go maybe like in, in a year or two, some, sometime in the winter. Yes, yes like that. Yes. Yeah, like wait, wait it out a bit. Yeah, let yep. it die down. It's like like it's like the like a new iPad, a new iPhone. Let's look at the kinks a little bit first. Yep. And that's where he went. He went without you. But he told you. As of this recording, it's currently 6 or 5 a.m. on May 29 in Baghdad, Iraq, and... It's time we take a look and see what's going on. I mean, we didn't go for the racist thing. You know, it's time to take a look. Uh, no, no, that's, no, no, no. That's man. Just, uh, Baghdad that is like way that's, that's too not, sensitive that's topic that. still. <laughs> Agreed. That. Yeah. And the reason why I chose Baghdad, Iraq, because that's kind of like the fake, not the fake. That's kind of like what Agrabah in Aladdin is kind of based on mm-hmm. Baghdad. So, uh, so that's the reason okay. why, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, because you're a follower <laughs> of uh, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. ancient Baghdad. You're, you're really into uh, Hussein and his whole uh, reign of terror. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But speaking of, speaking of places, apparently in the Philippines, they passed a law requiring students to plant 10 trees if they want to graduate. Oh, okay. 
And nice. this is high school. Damn time. Yeah, yeah. This is high school and for college. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nice. It's good. That's good. You know, yeah. if they had like yeah. tw- if they have like 12 million students, that's a lot of trees. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's weird, yeah. So in between like uh, sh- uh, executing drug dealers and all that stuff and persecuting <laughs> gays, and stuff, he, this guy actually had a good idea. Right on. I think if, that- if one Filipino mm-hmm. planted uh, one tree mm-hmm. in the in this entire year, yeah. the, the entire yeah. almost most of the entire islands would be reforested. There's 110 million Filipinos there. Yeah, there are there are initiatives I think out there that 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 they want to do this sort of thing globally. You know what I mean? Because there, there the math says I think I, I mean I'm getting the numbers wrong, but the math says that like you have to plant like a mil a trillion trees to suck out mm-hmm. all the carbon and stuff like that. Yeah, there's and, a trillion trees project. Yeah, it's like something. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where every country, everybody should be doing it. Like everybody needs to plant a tree at some point. Man. Now, yeah. Good Lord. I don't know if I will give Duterte credit for this because it wasn't not. it wasn't his law. Yeah, it just not. happened to be passed. Under his watch, right. I guess he must have been napping at the time. You know, he's like, oh, what? But, yeah, right. but but either way, this will definitely make a nice impact to the world, at least to the Philippines. You know. Yeah. But speaking of making an impact, mm-hmm. uh, a video game that went viral across India, mm-hmm. and then suddenly the police started arresting all these young players. You know what the video game was? No, PUBG. No. Uh, player what? unknown, player unknowns battleground. What? I have no idea what's going on. Player unknown battleground. You know the one, the the, the, the not Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Both no. like Fortnite? Yeah. Uh, not Fortnite. <laughs> the the pre Fortnite, you know. Fears about PUBG's violence and addictedness led officials in the Indian state of Gujarat to ban the video game. But things didn't stop there. Soon young men were being arrested for gaming. Do you have a clip of what this game is like in You don't know I, what I, PUBG is, Jimmy? No. It's a it's a it's a it's a third person shooter and you're kinda like in a massive world. Mm-hmm. Well not world, but mm-hmm. you, you watch the movie ba- uh Battle Battle Royale, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Battle Royale. Oh, okay. That's essentially okay. what it is. All right, so what's okay. wrong with that? <laughs> you know, but apparently they're arresting. Uh, right. In January, an activist based in Hyderabad demanded mm-hmm. a national ban of the game, saying it promoted violence and cruelty. In February, an 11-year-old boy from Mumbai and his mother filed a court petition to get PUBG banned in schools because she claimed it promoted violence, aggression, cyberbullying, mm-hmm. and was addicting. And in March... India's National Commission for the Protection of Child's Rights sought a report from the country's information and the technology ministry asking what action it was taking against the game. This sounds like a news article or a new th- a thing from that came out in like the 1980s, like the Reagan administration. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, hey, foot, it's footloose. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's hey, footloose video game's game. bad for you. Video game is corrupts the mind. Stuff like that. Oh, come on. Stop exactly. it. Yeah. Stop it, India. Uh, yeah. So, But this, there's no point arresting gamers. I mean, come yeah, on. Who cares? Yeah. Speaking of people who should be arrested, though, mm-hmm. uh, a woman complained that Subway took too long to make her 63-foot-long sandwiches, and Twitter was confused. Okay, now this isn't a 63-feet-long <laughs> sandwich. This is 63-foot-long sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, had, she ordered 63-foot-longs. Yeah, and she complained that it took over an hour to do it. Well, it's 63. No <laughs> it's 63 Subway sandwiches. You know how many, uh, what the average number of Subway workers there are in yeah. each store? It's about three to five. Right. So th- this person essentially spent like, one minute per sandwich. My biggest complaint about this article is they sh- she should have rounded up to like 69. That would have made, that would made this article <laughs> off of you. 63 is such a random number yeah. too. Apparently it's for. Like, uh, wouldn't she have? Wouldn't she have thought that if she was making such a massive order to call ahead yeah. and just have it picked up? Yeah, I haven't read the article. Did she even call ahead, or she just one of those people that showed up like a 
list of all well, 66 challenges. Here, I shall read the Twitter thing. You don't have to. You don't as have to. Us, oh, as oh, a oh. Here's the Twitter yeah. from this person. Mm-hmm. As a last-minute resort, me and my sister went to the subway to get 63 foot-long subs for my grandson's confirmation party mm-hmm. and had to wait for... Last o- resort. Yeah. And yeah. had to wait for over an hour for the subs. Yeah. Ridiculously long wait and the lady who took my order seemed really annoyed with me. Yeah, um, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. 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 I was actually pretty good. I was expecting a lot. I, I would refuse yeah. Yeah. service and tell her to get the fuck out of the store. <laughs> when I when I used to go to Subway, it annoyed the f out of me when people showed up with like a you know they order for the office or all that stuff with like a piece of paper like six because there's so many variations to a Subway sandwich. Heck and, yeah, you know, like, yeah, because you're holding up the line yeah, number one. Ridiculous. You're yeah. ordering for like twenty five people. Like I've yeah. actually had that done me before when I used to work at Starbucks. We had, there was a filming location somewhere nearby yeah. and. This chick came in and she ordered like 21 to 25 drinks. Yep. And of course, it would take like 20 minutes to make everything because 20 yeah. to 30 minutes, you have everybody working and then like the line yeah. starting to build up. The anxiety starts to build up yeah. with everybody. Yeah, the, the complaint should have been the people waiting behind her and stuff like that. I would have punched yep. her mm-hmm. in the face. Yeah, so basically the, the internet reaction, not siding with the woman, yeah. is completely justified. Yeah. You know. Uh, speaking of surprise reactions though, uh, there's a dog that joined a 100 meter race and took third place. Oh, okay. So, th- simple enough, there was a race going on, and suddenly a stray dog shows up mm-hmm. and ran with the people, mm-hmm. and it took tra- third Aww. place. Oh, what's sad well, about he this He has one. four legs. Yeah. What's funny is they euthanized him afterwards. Did he really? Yeah. No. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> well, no. S- well, speaking of animals. They didn't take him to a kill shelter, which is kind of weird. Because <laughs> oh, kind of dark twist. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. You only got third place. Know, you deserve to die. Uh, speaking of animals, a woman takes in a chubby cat. But soon discovers it's not what she thought it was. It was pregnant. No. Was it, it, oh, no. it's a it's oh, a, it's a raccoon cat. It's, it's a, a, it's a what is it's it? Like a, it's like a bobcat. Oh yeah, it's I like think I read that. Is that the one where they actually <laughs> she gave her a shower too or a bath or something like that? Is that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she put out a note saying like, "I found your cat, but please take it right away yeah. because it's causing a mess in my house. It's so aggressive and 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 uh, and and turns turning yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah, no kidding, because it's a bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. I'm surprised the bobcat didn't try to eat her face off. Yeah. When she I know, it right? It must have been a baby one. It's a baby yeah. one. Yeah, it's, it's a baby, baby one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, speaking of a woman making a mistake, uh, there was a woman who married a 300 year old pirate ghost mm-hmm. that needed exorcism after a violent breakup. All right. All mm-hmm. right. Should we just leave it off of there? Yeah. Let's just leave that off. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad. It's just, it's a cry for help. It's a cry for help. It is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of baffling, uh, a resident was baffled when they found out that an intruder cleaned their house. Oh yeah, and yeah, took nothing. Yeah, yeah. That one can be. Somebody mentioned. <laughs> Somebody this just on, had an yeah. OCD moment. <laughs> Somebody mentioned this online. It's just, it's just. A Marie cool Kondo one. came yeah. had to yeah. practice her cleaning. Marie <laughs> Kondo, <laughs> it, it was just, a, it was just a weird thing because it, 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 the thing I saw, I heard on radio, Kevin and Bean show. Somebody guessed it, probably. Somebody scheduled a, uh, a cleaning and they just went to the wrong house. Yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah, that's but all. if if that if, would make that would make a lot of. But then how would they get in? It's a uh, the back door was would open. Somebody yeah, back, really like try to break in to do their job. No, the, the back door was open. It was just a coincidence. Yeah, just by coincidence, didn't leave one of the doors unlocked. Yeah, but if that. the lady, if the lady showed up, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm being sexist here. Mm-hmm. If the person showed up yeah. to clean the house, <laughs> if the Mexican <laughs> lady, job, if the illegal <laughs> immigrant lady showed up, you, know, you want to go full racist? Okay, if the cleaning person. They're, they're like, duck, duck, duck. I'm here for cleaning. Oh, it's <laughs> wait, 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 where are we going with this? Yeah. And then wh- and then nobody picks up the door. Do you Will the person really go to the back of yes. the house and go, oh, hey, the door's open. I'm just going to go yes, through there. I, I would, yes. I, you know why? Because you get paid. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You wouldn't, paid, you yeah. Call, wouldn't you call your agency first and then yeah. see? No, I'm yeah, ge- that would be the protocol. I'm guessing 
Oh, it's getting ra- now, now it's getting racist. <laughs> now, now, now it's getting, getting racist. racist. I, I think it's off the books. It's a cleaning lady. That's you know that's not part of an agency. Is 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 a legal immigrant. She- Wait, if if you're still supposed to be there, then wouldn't you call the person no. that employed you? I, don't know. I think you, I think you worry about getting paid. Well, the thing oh, actually, you're right. It is part of an agency because she would have. Uh, let me see. This. I don't know. Actually, I, my guess is. It is some sort of legal. Unless somebody just really didn't have any common sense. <laughs> no, I think she's just it's a mistaken address. And like I said, she she made the extra effort because she wanted to get paid. That's it. <laughs> so she cleaned for free. That's yeah. awesome. Can she break into my house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they? <laughs> they must. Her agency must have been really strict. Like, yeah. if you don't clean that house, you are going to lose a hand. Yeah. So, so she. So the person also, was probably what, like, "Also, what voice are you doing right now?" <laughs> know so the person was like oh my god i need to clean the what house voice you do, what voice are you doing now <laughs> good lord what's going on here why are you being sexist oh, no, seriously. some sort of weird russian accent and some real effeminate weird accent. i don't know what's going on here okay, okay. Next? go ahead ruthie yeah wait is that all the news and that's what's going on okay well, sorry one more one more one There's more actually one, one one more news one positive news it's kind of it's not like you know it's not a niche thing, but it's like uh, Taiwan was the first Asian country to legalize gay marriage. So correct. Give give some props to my mother, my homeland, my the country. Wait, my Taiwan birth. is your homeland? Yeah, I was born in Taiwan. I thought oh, I thought I thought you were I thought you were like Cantonese or something. How how dare you? No, first of all, wow, second of Albert, all, I am from I, my family. Obviously, is from, from mainland. You are. I am obviously from mainland China stuff. But I was born uh, and spent the first five years in Taiwan. Do you guys know each other? Have you met? Also, that's not the point, though. That's the point. The point is, it's the first Asian country to legalize. Hey, hey Jessica. Gamers. Oh, here we go. Did you know John May oh. from Ch- from Taiwan? I figured. Yeah. Oh, she figured. I know. Because I, I, she hears me speak Mandarin. <laughs> she can tell from the accent, right? The Mandarin. Yeah, obviously. Okay, sure. Um. Are you racist. Again, I think the point is. Congratulations to Taiwan for legalizing gay marriage. I think that's the point. I think Dude, that's, that's it's the like part. in the real place yeah. when you just assumed everybody just assumed Jang Yu was a. Yeah. Was was Chinese, yeah. and he's actually Filipino. Remember? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. Tisk tisk, Albert. Yeah. Tisk tisk. Yeah. But but you know my my my, my reaction was this. <laughs> yeah. To what? <laughs> what? You're from Taiwan? What? Oh my goodness. Okay. All yeah. right. Shout We're out, out here. Out to Taiwan. Shout out to Taiwan. Yeah. Big ups to to uh, Taiwan. Before we talk about Aladdin, Brightbird, and Booksmart, uh, Jamming, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. Ruthie? Give me one second. I need to pull up my notes. <laughs> what? You should memorize by now. You could... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You can find me on Instagram at Grace, that's G R R A C E 1 3 for DIY picks, travel picks, food picks, mostly cat picks, and other random picks. You can also find me on Instagram at b.entwined. That's B-E dot E-N-T-W-I-N-E-D for event designs, planning for birthdays, baby showers, gender reveals, blah, 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 bridal showers, weddings, and yada, 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 other party design or DIY needs. Okay, of course, my plugs are based on memory, so forgive me if I screw up. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5 is 5. You can also find me on the uh, I Saw That Movie blog for my non-spoiled movie reviews. You can find me on the Extra Stuff, Extra Spoilers podcast. You can find me on the weekly comic strip that I do. 
anything whowhatworsy.com. If you want to send us email, send it to whowhatworsy at gmail.com. If you want to leave a quick comment, leave it on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or our Instagram page. I already said that. Our Instagram page or our Facebook page or on the website itself. Yeah, there we go. If you want to show your support, because we need it, head over to whowhatworsy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworsy.com. All right, Ruthie. So we're going to go ahead and do our spoilers discussions. Of, do uh, your thing, guys. Do our thing. Of course, we're going to start off with a non-spoilers section first. Don't, don't get scared of people. Me and Jamie are going to talk a non-spoiler, a little bit non-spoiler, and then go to spoiler. You will be appropriately warned. But for now, let's say bye-bye to Ruthie. Bye-bye, Ruthie. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Until next week, unless you skip it unless, or something. Unless I get knocked out or, or something. Or something. Or or, <laughs> or you just die from not having any sugar. Yeah, because, you know, diets are, are dangerous. That's diets why. Are that's why super I, unnecessary that's to why, enjoyment of life. That's why I don't diet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, before we go on our sports discussion of Aladdin, Brightburn, and Booksmart, real quick, uh, non-spoiler impressions of those movies? Jamming. Uh, Aladdin, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly good. If you're looking at good, wholesome family entertainment, that's the movie for you. It's uh, The cast really saves the movie and stuff. Bright, Brightburn, if you're looking for a horror movie, I, I was actually surprised by how involved I was in the movie. If you're looking for a good horror movie, suspenseful movie, that's the one for you. And then Booksmart, I... It's it's really good. It's really it's really smart. Really funny. Uh, it's a really good comedy itself. Thumbs up. Yeah, um, Aladdin I liked a lot. Part of it is because of nostalgia. The, the songs kind of carry it. The cast. I think the the people who made who played uh, Aladdin and Jasmine are really good. Yes. Um, for Brightburn, I had issues with the movie because of the fact that I couldn't really connect with it. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's an Easter egg about like Superman going bad. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's pretty much it. And then for for Booksmart, very entertaining movie. Uh, the cast is great in this. Uh, I have a few issues, but for the most part, it's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It essentially should be a must-watch for high school kids. Yeah, essentially, and also very impressive uh, directorial, directorial, directorial debut by <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Yeah, she's she's a really she's a filmmaker to watch. I'm I'm excited to see what her next film is. Yeah, yeah she's I co- great. I completely approve of of her work in Booksmart. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the uh, documentary on HBO, Game of Thrones, the uh, the last watch? I saw like the first twenty minutes all the way through, and then I didn't get. I don't want to say I got bored, but my uh, attention deficit sort of kicked in. You know what I mean? I got a little antsy, so I just kind of fast forward through the rest. But I got the gist of it. I watched the first forty minutes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go. I wanted to see that 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 table read a lot yes. of people are talking about, and that was that was kind of cool great, to watch. Great stuff. And then the other thing that really they smoke a lot. That's that's how I got a lot of them are smokers. Yeah. So yeah. The, the first thing, the table read, it was pretty cool to watch. The second thing for me was how they made snow. It's just yeah. paper and water. Yeah, it's paper and water. That's it. Like wow, okay, okay. that's, that's kind of right. neat. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is the the, the uh, there was that one lady who says f a lot. <laughs> oh really? Is she it, says F a lot. Is that the producer one? Because I didn't see No, no, it wasn't the producer. She was like one of those people who's always outside with the, with the set design oh, or whatever. Okay. Man, she says F a lot. Yeah. It was kinda it was kind of humorous. And the other impression I got was because you know, I, I visit China a lot. You know, I go uh, I, I import kitchen appliances and stuff like that. And it just it just surprised me how much of Yeah, how's the, that going? You no, know, how, how much of the, the <laughs> Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, go but ahead. I'm just surprised by how much 
the like a movie studio reminds me of like a factory that I visited in China. You know what I mean? Right. It is very blue collar. People they're just sewing things, they're banging on metals and stuff like that. They're doing construction work and stuff like that. Those the sizes are like the big size of warehouse, big warehouses and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's one thing. And the other thing that struck me was uh I can't, not watching this documentary, I can't imagine like uh, an actor or actress being like a diva on set anymore. You know what I mean? Like a Vin Diesel and stuff. You know, you hear horror stories sometimes about people not coming out of a set and, you know, just being bitchy and stuff like that. Because the thing is, there's so many people doing so many things. Yep. So blue collar, so hard working, like day to day, you know, nine to five and stuff like that. It's just unbelievable how how much work goes into making a t- This is just a TV show too. You know what I mean? It's not even like a big budget movie, but it's just, it's just incredible. You know what I mean? It's just, it's rem- remarkable how much elbow grease and work goes into making making a tv show or you know it's just, it's incredible it's incredible how much 50 million dollars can can do yeah. for a tv show mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah anyway so let's go ahead and go into our spoiler reviews of those three movies starting uh after this if you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you, and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoilers! Alright, so let's go in and start with Aladdin first. If you guys wanna skip around with the three movies, the, the timestamps are in the show notes. Aladdin, go ahead. Perfectly fine, perfectly uh, wholesome. Uh, family entertainment. Uh, what, like, like I said earlier, the thing that really saved this movie is the cast, uh, and I include the handmaid. I forgot her name. Naz- Nazine, like the girl from uh, New Girl. The girl from New Girl. The one who played the cop, uh, and she was on SNL, I believe. Right? She wasn't SNL's apparently. Right. Yeah. I include her. So I think the four leads: uh, Princess Jasmine, Aladdin, Will Smith as a genie, and the handmaid. I think they have great chemistry together. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. they're really terrific together, and they give off a, a charisma and charm, and also decency and stuff like that that I wasn't expecting. They're, they just seem like really, really good people. You know what I mean? And I, I liked it. I liked it enough. It's it's perfect. Of all these sort of these remakes Disney has has released recently, I like this one better than uh, Beauty and the Beast, better than Jungle Book. I didn't see the Cinderella one. But yeah, that's kind of, uh, it's most, and I have to give it a great, I give it a, a solid B, I think. Okay. I'm actually giving this a B minus. Mm-hmm. And I think I enjoyed it just a little bit more than you, but oh, apparently really? not. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I like this movie quite uh, a lot more than I thought I would going into this, this movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think, I still think CGI Genie just does not correct. look good. This is correct. <laughs> he just doesn't look good. Yeah. No. But, but at least half the time, he's not CGI Genie. He's just yeah. Will Smith in the costume. I just wanted more Will Smith. Just Will Smith, Will Smith all the time. I did not. I wanted more Will Smith. I did not like the CGI Genie at all. It looks weird. It looks oh, 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 that's what you meant? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, okay. I want more Will Smith as Will Smith and stuff as like Will Smith. Because that's the one thing that's just obvious, but this is the one that's the one thing the original Aladdin didn't have go going for it. You know what I mean? Right. It didn't have that humor interaction interaction and stuff like that. So and Will Smith as Will Smith is really good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I kind of like the fact that he does I know a lot of people's a lot I know the tagline or the promotional material for his movie says, Oh, Will Smith uh does a genie uh on his own terms or he's like his own take of the genie. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't disagree with that. You know, there are lines that are taken straight from Robin Williams' character mm-hmm. or version. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this isn't a Robin Williams take. It's yeah. it's essentially Will Smith's take. He's like the Fresh Prince mm-hmm. and a Men in Black kind of humor, as well as Hitch kind of humor. That's just what I was saying. Yeah. It's Hitch. It's yeah, Hitch. It, it, that's kind of what he's doing. And 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 because Robin Williams has a lot of pop culture references in his joke. Yeah. And this one actually surprisingly did not. Yeah. Right. There wasn't a lot of pop culture stuff, and I kind of appreciated that because that's that's Robin Williams' genie, mm-hmm. and Will Smith's genie is more of like. 
I'm cool, yeah. you know, and, and here's how he's going to go kind of thing. Well, I was thinking about this. What's interesting about Will Smith is he's 50 years old, but he's able, as an actor, he's able to project uh, a, a, a sort of wisdom, you know what I mean? Like he's, you know, he's he's uh, he's able to pass on sort of wisdom to a younger actor, actor, but he's also a contemporary of the actor, you know what I mean? He's also right. friendly with him. I think that's a, and this is, so I think that's really interesting, you know what I mean? He's buddies, buddy with with the, with uh, with Aladdin, but he's also projecting like a sort of wisdom. I mean, and, Masad, and, uh, right? Is his name? Uh, yeah, something like that. I call it Aladdin, but anyway, I think that's, really, <laughs> I think that's really interesting. And that, that little, uh, uh, love story he has with hand- it's really good oh I- no with, with, the, with the handmaid yeah it's really good I, the, the one scene where when you it's see it's really good it's pretty much just a plot point in the I movie know, that it's it really happens. I like the, I, when I see the two of them together it, to me in my head that makes sense okay fair yeah, enough it's really good yeah so I I, I, I like his like I said when it's not the CGI genie which it just looks like it just looks bizarre and stuff like that when it's just like Will Smith genie you know it's Respect. really good yeah yeah, yeah the, thing, the thing I also liked was that there actually wasn't a lot of genie Surprising mm-hmm. enough, it yeah. really is like the main the name of the movie is Aladdin, and mm-hmm. wow, look, it actually focuses on Aladdin because yeah. in the original ninety two animated thing, once Genie showed up, it's Genie's movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This one was it's still stuck to its gun. It's still an Aladdin and Jasmine story. Mm-hmm. It's about their romance kind of thing. They even they even like spruce up Jasmine's uh, background character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of appreciated that, even though the end result isn't always the best. Yeah. But but it, it's like, okay, you know what? I, I feel like I need to explain myself there. Yeah. It's not that I oppose having a woman in charge of Agrabah. It's just that it seems so clunky. You oh, s- you're the sultan you now. You pig, you. Yeah. Oh, it's not that simple. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, this movie isn't trying to be realistic. Not at all. It's yeah. essentially a live-action cartoon. Yeah. And... And it's really obvious based on the humor and based on how the the, the movie looks. Mm-hmm. It's a live action cartoon. This yeah. isn't supposed to be realistic. Yeah. You know? Well, my take on Jasmine is basically uh, it's good intentions. Like they want to have these uh, Disney princesses more uh, three dimensional. They want to have them have more motivation other than getting married and stuff like that. The intention is nice, but 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 my biggest problem is is it's just lip service. You know what I mean? In the sense that uh, if you want to beef up. Jasmine or, or the female protagonist, you know who directed this movie? A guy, Guy Ritchie, who who wrote it. The two writers are two guys as well. Mm-hmm. You know who produced it? Two guys as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just lip, to me, it's just too much lip service. If you really want to make real substantial changes for, for uh, with, uh, when you redo these uh, female princesses and stuff like that, hire a female director, hire female writers and stuff like that. Because you know one of because you know one of them, if there's a female writer, they would have caught the fact that. Uh, the, the princess that wants to be the sultan and stuff like that would be smart enough to realize, hey, you have to bring money to the to the to the to the marketplace. You know what I mean? Right. Just, you know, stuff like that. And also oh oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say something? Go oh, ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, uh in terms of uh this movie versus the original, they they made a couple of changes. Some changes are better and some are for worse actually. Yeah. One of the better changes is that they got rid of like the some really racist uh, Arab stereotypes and stuff like that. With yeah, the songs. sure, sure, they, sure. They, you know what I mean. They got rid of some lines in the songs that, that that are really not so good. From barbaric to chaotic, exactly. Right. And chopping off the hand is not really a thing that's kind of PC, right? You know what I mean. It's not PC, but it's off its time. Uh, war isn't. No, no, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Who's racist now? <laughs> well, anyway, another thing is, uh, I think another smart change that they did was, uh, in the original movie, you know, Princess Jasmine is a princess already when you meet her in the marketplace. This one, they edited it where they changed the fact that she she's not you don't know that she's a princess. I did like that change. I think it's really smart. I, I, I like that. I like that this movie did integrate Jasmine a lot more to the story yeah. than have her just be a plot device like mm-hmm. in the original. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like a plot device with a few points, and that was yeah. essentially it. What do you think of her song though? 
I like Speechless. Oh, really? I didn't like it. You know, it's like, it's pretty much like a, not a ripoff, but a clearly inspired by Let It Go and Frozen. Yeah. But I kind of like the meaning behind it. I can totally imagine little girls, like, yeah. if their parents go, go to your room, and then they can sing this song. Mm-hmm. Can totally imagine it. Again, right? good intentions. Uh, the heart is in the right place. But Are that just... the song itself or the scene that was used for it? Uh, a little bit of both. The the the, uh, the, the scene itself is kind of heavy handed, and the song itself heavy handed. That, like, that wouldn't be the word I was I would describe it. Yes, it's a bit much. Okay, so 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 apparently in this movie, Aladdin and Jasmine have like recurring themes. Like like Aladdin will occasionally jump into a lot of like reprise of of one jump. Okay. Does the name of the song? Like? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, and then and then Jasmine will 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 occasionally sing Speechless, and she'll do like several different versions. Oh, so of they that. have motifs going through the movie. Yeah, okay. it's a whole team going through the movie, which is fine. I like that. I actually do like that integration into the sure. storyline. However, the big number at the very end, where where, where Jasmine does that Speechless scene, mm-hmm. and everybody's disappearing around yeah. her. What? <laughs> what? Could, could they not come up with a different way of like projecting that story, that that, that, yeah. that song into that scene? And my whole thing is with the song itself. It just doesn't jive with the rest of the, the songs. You know what I mean? It's I just, feel I think it does. It seems more. It seems contemporary. It doesn't fit into the rest of the Latin songs. I just, it, it doesn't you work put it me. that way. I, yeah. I think I think part of it too because a lot of the rest, of the rather the rest. Okay, I see what you mean. The all, all the other songs are pretty much like it's integrated to the plot of the story. Right. This one very Broadway, Broadway kind of musical. Yeah. Kind this of one really does kind of stand on its own. Yeah. Like it doesn't really, yeah, yeah. Feels like sure. an, it feels like an, an anthem. You know what I mean? It feels like a because it is. Yeah, see, I, yeah. That would, that, it does seem like a very not manipulative, but you That's can you saying, can totally handed. see yeah. you can totally see the intentions of this song, mm-hmm. right? And no, uh, as much as people really like this song right now, it's not gonna be in the Oscars. Yeah, it's I not, bet not, you it's stop not. Stop it. You know. What so else? so but uh, and then I I really like the guy who played Aladdin. Yes, he's I thought good. he was really good. He was good. very charming. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, not not to. Not to billboard the the point again, he's 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 a Middle Eastern guy who mm-hmm. who is really charming, yeah. you know. And I could totally see him in other movies besides yeah. this. And and this is one of those reasons why I like the fact that Disney went ahead and casted like Middle Eastern people, mm-hmm. even if they're not even if they're not born there or whatever. Yeah, they're people at color. least people people of color. People color. Brown people or brown people, you know. Yeah, at, at least they you know at least yeah. they have people of color in this movie, and and that goes a long way, really. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's important. And, and they, should, they should get credit for that and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I didn't. I didn't know Naomi Scott was a person of color when I saw her in Power Rangers, mm-hmm. but apparently she is. <laughs> she's great. She's probably of she's the four leads. Yeah. I think she really stands out. She because her first of all, her singing voice is great and stuff like that. She's yes. probably the best singer and stuff like that. And she just like uh, Lana and stuff like that. They, they just project a certain decency and goodness about them and stuff like that. I, I that's that's what really came across to me when I was watching and stuff like that. They're just like, they come off as really good people and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 honestly, short of just really reviewing ninety two Aladdin because the story is more or less the same. Yeah, you know it's it. it, it and I think if it wasn't for the fact that it is pretty much a remake of The Night to Aladdin, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have liked this movie as much as I did. Because the songs really won me over. The cast really won me over. Mm-hmm. And I, I like watching Aladdin do parkour. And, and that, visually, uh, visually, it all looks kind of... I was going to say, let's just, can we put time out on, on, on parkour? Can we just not have any parkour for like five years at least? Because, you know, it's just too much parkour. And also, uh-huh. since... Uh, uh, what call it? Rick and Morty had that uh, pickle Rick episode where the guys yelling parkour, parkour. <laughs> That's that. all I hear when, when people do that parkour. That's all I hear, and, and yeah. I'm okay parkour. with it. And, and I'm it's, okay it, with it's it. It's not necessarily parkour, but the scene at the end where he's out in like the North Pole and stuff like that, when he's sliding down to get uh, Abu and stuff like that. I mean, when you slide on ice, I think you fall down, right? I don't think you can do that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, I don't know. Well, like I said, it's a cartoon done with live action. Stop, stop with the parkour. It's and also. 
in the beginning, they do a Buster Keaton reference. You know what I mean? At the beginning, of the, uh, when he's doing the parkour and stuff, they should just do more Buster Keaton or Jackie Chan stuff. Not just parkour, just jumping all around like a monkey and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that's like my a take. monkey. What, what are you saying here? <laughs> so, oh, what do you think of uh, Jafar? Uh, I thought it was fine. I, I yeah. think he played. He didn't go for the, like like I'm obviously evil yeah. kind of like what they did in the Night Two mm-hmm. cartoon, right? Very which theatrical, apparently, very yeah. Over which the top. apparently people actually really like that. But I, I think, like that, I, th- yeah. I think this kind of I know it's a cartoon live action, but it kind of grounds his character a little bit more. Right. He's just a conniving a conniving guy trying mm-hmm. to take over the country, you know, and, and 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 that's the reason why he doesn't like have a booming voice, yeah. which is apparently was something that people were looking for. Yeah. The one thing I, li- I like about the ad with Jafar is that he has a backstory. He used to that's be fine. Aladdin. He used to be a thief. Yeah. So you can kind of say like, this is Aladdin if Aladdin went bad. I, nothing is the actor. But I just, I thought the biggest thing missing from the Jafar character is Iago and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He yeah, was there. Iago, but he, it's not, it, but it's just a parrot repeating yeah. stuff like that. But it's not the, uh, the actual Iago and stuff like yeah, that. I, you're not conversing. Yeah, because yeah. whatever characterization you need for Jafar could just been done through the parrot and stuff like that. You know, what I, mean? I like that dynamic between the parrot, Iago, and Jafar back in the original cartoon. I think that's fantastic. I think that was fantastic. But if but they did this that, this one's lacking. But if they did that, though, I mean, if you watch the, if you rewatch the ninety-two Aladdin, I mean, there's a lot of slapstick involved in the Iago. That's great. I know it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it I works know. as a cartoon. I, I think. I think for this one, even though this is a live-action cartoon, I don't think it would work as well. I think you should go for it, man. Just go for a talking parrot and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just chewing the scenery for a talking parrot and uh, Jafar. So, so I, uh, I suppose. I mean, if, if, if you're going to go to the animals, Apu, I thought Apu was fine in this yeah, one. Fine, yeah. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, carpet, I love Carpet. Carpet's, you know, fine, carpet's yeah. great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Raj, the tiger. Yes, Raj. it's all fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I like all that. Oh, speaking of Raj, uh, mm-hmm. Billy Magnuson, the white guy in the movie. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I thought he was kind of funny, actually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sure, it sounds like he's doing some kind of bad acting, but yeah. I think that's kind of on purpose. Yeah. And people are complaining on, like, oh, they had to shoehorn. Uh, a, white a white person guy, into yeah. this movie. I said it's fine. Hey, if you have to shoot in a white person, at least he's he's at least, at least goof on him and stuff like that. Yeah. Anytime you goof on uh, straight white guys, that's fine. I'm perfectly okay with that because <laughs> that's the guy they she rejects and stuff like that. I think that's. Another thing fine. I noticed too, um, the the when they were doing a whole new world, unlike the cartoon where they were literally going around the world. Right. This one they kind of kept in the land of Agrabah, yeah. which kind of makes more sense. I know yeah. it's once again live action cartoon, mm-hmm. but at least. Have some groundwork, some realism to yeah. it, and they're, they're not of, flying off to China to yeah. see the fireworks and stuff. Yeah, like they that. didn't do that, you mm-hmm. know. And and do you think the shoe they should shoehorn in the whole thing about Jasmine? It really cares for his pe- for her people, kind of thing, because it, it goes with her plot trajectory of yeah, being a sultan. That's why she yeah. wants to be sultan, right? Like I said uh, earlier, it's just to me, it's just lip service. If you really, if this is an important issue for you, uh, Disney. Hire female uh, directors, writers, producers, because it, it just it it, it 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 come off less preachy if you if you did that. I think you know what I mean. It's just a little heavy handed. My only co- my only complaint there is that she wouldn't be a good ruler in a sense because she doesn't know economics. Yeah, you don't just give free bear free yeah. bread to kids because yeah. they're starving. The person made yeah. the bread. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a. Real, How could she not yeah. understand that? How yeah. could she not understand that? Yeah, it's just, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Basically, and the other thing, uh, the other complaint I have with it, it's just like the whole third act just didn't work for me because mm, uh, same here, yeah, yeah. It's just like for some reason I feel like the movie just ran out of ideas or ran out of money or just ran out of steam. Because remember in the original one when Jafar gets caught, right? When they break the staff, he gets caught. He does a, a smoke bomb. He escapes, right? In this one, he gets caught and he gets thrown in jail. And Yako just brings him a key. That's wait. I mean, no, that, that, that actually makes sense to me. I know, but that's it. That's the most. That's the most imaginative yeah, but, thing. But they, they 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 went ahead and went up Aladdin because he stole the lamp from Aladdin. 
Yeah, that's fine. But that's fine. But everything after that, it's just the third act seems very lacking and stuff like that. It seems, and this is a scene where Jafar becomes a sultan, and then he he does that thing where he controls the the sultan and the handmaid's body and stuff. Like that. I thought that was a little too intense for a kids movie and stuff like that. We're just controlling the body. It's like I don't. It's like, and also when he be, and when the final uh, turn where uh, Aladdin tricks him into uh, becoming a genie or whatever. Yeah, it's just like it's like this is the same thing. It, he, you guys can't think of anything else. Well, I mean, can just, you? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the writer. Because I was really wondering, like, okay, are you going to change it up or are you going to just do the same thing? Because how else could they change this? Yeah, I just I just felt like the third act was very, very lacking. And just Iago being a big giant parrot flying through the city. It's just like, I don't know, all those things. It seems I've just like the mentioned. prerequisite Guy Ritchie chase scene. Yeah. It does seem like, like that. Those, like, the, like the three of those things, uh, the things I just mentioned, just like the third act just didn't work for me. It's just like they just ran out of steam, ran out of ideas and stuff like that. Or they, they stretch it out too long. They, they did not need the, the chasing first off. Um, I like the whole thing with Hakim, the the, the guard, yeah, where Gatsby, like, like you know, do you, I know you're supposed to follow your ruler, yeah. but do what's right yeah. and not and not just follow orders yeah. kind of thing, which seems like a, a social political commentary about the real world. But, yeah, but you know, there, there are those little things that I do appreciate, but there, there are so many things also that, that I'm like, really, that's the direction they went. So that's why for me, I think I'm still leaning towards Beauty and the Beast being a better live action re- remake than mm-hmm. than Aladdin. But I liked Aladdin for what it was. And it's like fine. I said, the cast was really great and it's perfectly fine. B minus. I, I stand by my, 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 my B minus uh, yeah, review. I, I say B, I would go B minus too. It doesn't really matter. It just, honestly, these uh, these remakes, they're like empty calories. You know, I mean? you don't think that much of them after you see them. So it's yeah. perfectly fine. And that's because the original still exists. Yeah. That's the thing. Even with Beauty and the Beast. Well, I think, see, for me, I mean, slight review for Beauty and the Beast again. Mm-hmm. The reason why I like Beauty and the Beast live action in a, a good amount of sense because of Gaston. Yeah. I think Gaston was a very much a more improved version of Gaston mm-hmm. in the live action than he was in the cartoon. How dare you? Seriously, I I think I think you're obviously I think Gaston in the live action is amazing. Yeah, I think Gaston in the cartoon is amazing. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's night and day. But uh, but just going back to it to uh, these remakes and stuff like that. These are like I said, these are empty calories. That Beauty and the Beast made like five hundred million dollars. But when people think of Beauty and the Beast as far as artistically and like w- impact, people still go back and think, the think about the, the cartoon. Yeah. That's, the why, cartoon that's why I would consider these remakes more like uh, they're they're complementary to the original. Yeah. They're not yeah. they're not a replacement. They're complementary. Yeah, that's what, that's why that's and why I'm not going crazy over like how dare Disney yeah. do this. I understand the cynical take is basically people are, people are saying, hey, you know, this is a cash grab. This is an artistic merit and stuff like that. I can see some of that. It's just like you know, it, it, but. I don't know. It's not that big a deal to me. You know yeah, I mean? it's not that big a deal to me too. You yeah. know, you have a choice not to watch it. You don't have to. It doesn't have to accept you yeah. so much. My my nephew didn't actually like this one that much because I can tell by how fidgety he is. Okay, but but it was like two hours. Like we wasted. You know what I mean? Not wasted, but you know, it's two hours that we. You know, he didn't. He was on a video game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's video games do. is more of a competition to kids nowadays. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's like it's, it's not. I, I I don't I as soon as this podcast is over, I'm I'm gonna stop thinking about this Aladdin movie. You know what I mean? It's it's not that big a deal. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think it's a horrible movie. That's it's not. The thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just like perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But if I was going, if you were going to recommend Aladdin to somebody who never seen Aladdin before, you introduce the '92 original. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But once again, kudos to Mina Mina Musad for Aladdin and uh, yeah, I'm actually and excited. Naomi Scott for yeah, I'm excited to see what these actors do next. Actually, I wish the these actors would 
sign up for another a different movie where it's just like a buddy comedy thing. You know what I mean? I would see I would like to see these guys back on screen again, you know what I mean, together and stuff like that. But you know, like you don't have to movie. pair them up again. Oh, it'd put, be fantastic. Put, put them in like put them in imagine, other movies. In, in other, imagine them be on like a road they trip can movie. They can stand on their own. That's fantastic. The four of them are, are fantastic. Naomi's cut was the pick ranger. So yeah. she she can well, stand on her own. She doesn't need sure, like a teammate. Sure. Let's pretend let's pretend that Power Rangers thing didn't happen. I thought it was perfectly fine too. But but yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, okay. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, just let's uh, take it as a warning. If you think you're someone who can just casually listen about a combo of a movie or a TV show you're missing, then I feel like I gotta warn you and this may not be in order. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Okay. All right. So Brightburn. Uh, the reason why we're going this order because of, the, of their box office release. Oh, okay. It was Aladdin, then Brightburn, and then Book Smart. So right now, Brightburn, Brightburn. So go ahead. I was surprised by how much I, I enjoyed this movie. I, I, I was really actually really involved. I uh, the thing I liked most about this movie is, is how committed it was to the story and the characters and stuff like that. You and know the rated R. Yeah, it's rated R. And I'm 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 not, I'm not talking about the 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 violence of it all, but I'm talking about the, I am. The, the I'm talking about the <laughs> message of it. I mean, he really. I mean, at the end of this movie. He, you know, the father figure, uh, Jonathan Kent, he shoots Superman in the head. It's a headshot. You know what I mean? He goes for it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They don't chicken out. They don't weasel out. At the end of this movie, Superman uh, drops uh, Martha Kent from the sky and murders her and stuff like that. That's what I really appreciate about this movie. It, they actually stuck to the gun. It's not a Disney-fied kind of a movie. They 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 went for they, they really went for it. And that's why I appreciate Do it. Do you think they made the right call? Yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? No, no, no. The parents. Do you think they made the right call trying to kill him? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it seemed like the movie really tried to play it both ways, where mm-hmm. where he's like, "I want to do good," kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Yeah. So essentially, um, the, the uh, Jonathan Kent takes takes Kal El to 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 go hunting, mm-hmm. right? If he didn't try to kill him, mm-hmm. would he have retali- retaliated, or would he actually have tried to be a normal boy? If Martha Kent didn't try to kill Kal El with with the with the kryptonite. Uh, dagger or whatever, mm-hmm. would would he have? Oh, I think well? if that if the Superman character would have uh, tried to do good. No, I I don't think internally that character is trying to do good. I think he. he I think, think he's just bad. He's just pretending. So he's just, this is he's just and this yeah. is where I'm getting at with this. Mm-hmm. They clearly have a team of well, not clearly. Mm-hmm. They clearly could have gone with a team of nurture versus nature. Yeah, and and this movie clearly seems like it's more of a nature thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's I think it's one of those things. I the way I read it is up to the point where the spaceships are glowing and sending out signals. He is just a perfectly kind of a normal kind of a boy and stuff like that, as far as uh, behavior and stuff like that. You know, it, it, uh, not not that different from any kind of human. But once that flip was switched, you know what I mean? The program, whatever it is, just sort of kicked in, and he became he became uh, a murderer. That alien, that the thing, the thing. You know, it's like uh, Iron Giant. You know, when he gets that knock in the head and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When they and the thing, the bruise in his head heals. It's just he's he's going to be a killer, and there's no turning back at that point because it's one of those. And the reason why he kept pretending like, oh, he still wanted to keep it a secret is because that's the program that the aliens put in place. Like you're supposed to uh, take over the world, but sort of do it slowly and methodically, and you know. Be in disguise. It's just like that. I think the most important scene in the movie is well, the most important scene that starts setting up is that uh, that scene in the biology class where what was it? They say the wasp or will lay eggs in beehives and stuff like that, and have bees take care of it up to a certain point and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So the bees are are feeding or nurturing an enemy, but they don't know it yet. So that's to me, that's how I read the movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh, for me, my my whole issue with the movie, I like I like the the way it looks. I like mm-hmm. I like the violence. 
Because like you said, it, it embraced Azura Mendes that's doing rated R stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got that. Although I think they could have gotten further out, but that's, me. that's mm -hmm. just me. Uh, it seems like James Gunn was holding back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, no, he's just a producer, right? Yeah, he's just a producer. He didn't write it or direct it. Mm -hmm. But but it seemed like they could have they could have gone even further. You know, it was just shocking considering what happens in the movie, mm -hmm. right? But um, yeah, my, my whole issue is that I didn't care for the kid. Yeah. Like I had no connection at all with his character mm -hmm. on why he turned mm -hmm. or why he shouldn't turn. It, mm -hmm. I didn't, and none of the characters. Uh, the closest thing that I got was with with the mom, yeah. you know, and she, and that's because she's like a overprotective, not overprotective, but she's mm -hmm. a protective mother kind of thing. And mm -hmm. but that's as far as it goes. It just seemed very one dimensional. But I I look at it as positive. I don't think he should be relating to the Superman character. You know what I mean? Because the Superman character is a psychopath. The fact that you can't relate to it. To it is but a good side. But it's, he's, it's good he's side. technically the protagonist of the story. Mm, he's the main he, character of the story. It isn't yeah, like you're but, watching. But it's uh, an inversion of it. It's, it's not like you're watching like Friday the Thirteenth and 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 you you kind of, you try to connect with the with the with the victims as mm -hmm. opposed to with with Jason. But the thing you know? is, that's the movie playing with your expectations and stuff like that. That's because you think is because you've seen so many Superman stories, superhero stories. You want to gravitate towards the Superman. Character. No, I, so, I'm saying they shouldn't have but you done shouldn't, that. But you shouldn't. You can't. You shouldn't. You can't. It's, you're supposed to fight your instincts. You're supposed to. He is the enemy. He's the bad guy. You know. No, what but I mean? that's Once what I that mean. He trick. is the bad guy. Yeah. And in horror movies, you don't have the bad guy be the main character. There's nothing wrong with that. Why not? What, because you're supposed to relate with the victims, it's not just, with the it, not with the killer. Sometimes you can't just all. It can't just be relating to characters. You have to relate to the story, the overall theme, and the whole movie. And so it's not. It's not always about character. Character. You can't gravitate toward every character. You know what I mean? Like, but once again, I, I, I know this is me conditioned from all the horror movies I've yeah. seen but in horror movies to care about a person dying would be to care about that person in the first place and if you don't care about that person in the first place then it makes no difference at all but sometimes you can just look at the premise and look at the genre and appreciate the inversion of it the subversiveness of it and stuff like that and that's why I like no, it no no yeah. I like that part mm -hmm. I just wish it was more than just that because the movie does seem to be settled with the whole like okay we're gonna do like uh, like a satire slash slash uh uh, inversion of the Superman story, mm -hmm. and that's it. That we're we're done. Mm -hmm. No, I kind of wanted more than that. It it, it yeah. just it did it seemed kind of hollow to but me. The thing is, a, a a character like that Superman character, you can't have a real story arc. Even with the old Superman uh, movies, even Captain America and stuff like that, because for the most part, Captain America, Superman, they're static characters. They're born more or less with a moral integrity and stuff like that. It's the world around them that's corrupt, right? So in this movie, they invert that. You know what I mean? So the I don't know why you explain to me. I get that. I know, but I'm saying that's what the movie but I'm saying what the movie's telling you. The the movie is true to that though. Because in this movie, the Superman character is evil. And so there's no arc. He doesn't change. And the world around him is actually just. All the people around him are nice people, are good people. He's actually living in Kansas and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And that's what the and that's what the movie is. You know what I mean? Is, is it is it trying is it reinventing the wheel as far as like character development or psychology not really it's i mean it's a metaphor for like uh what do you call it uh, uh puberty and all that we having these weird feelings and stuff but it's not beside the point you know what i mean it's just like about the genre and the subversion of the genre and stuff like that you know what i mean and you sort of just once you realize that you sort of just sit in and enjoy the ride you know what i mean it's Superman like burning burning up people like he, he fried his dad's eyes and stuff. I like that. get that. It's crazy. And those, those those things are cool it's, it's in fantastic. a sense. But but it seemed like those are just there because of the, the, the because of the theme of the movie. Mm -hmm. But I still didn't care much for the characters. Yeah. The, the, the closest thing for me caring for any character is the little girl. You know, she yeah. shows some sign of kindness to him, yeah. and suddenly he's a stalker for her. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a messed up situation. That's that, that, up. that to me, I was invested in. Well, that. like I text you, I hope if they do 
make a sequel of this, a sequel of this, I hope she becomes a main character. I hope she comes back. Yes, that would revenge. work better for me because at least I can have a connection with the movie. That's fantastic. Because it's like the whole thing with, with Spawn. Like McFarlane said, whenever he does mm-hmm. another Spawn movie, he wants Spawn to be a... Uh, a supporting character in the background, mm-hmm. and then you you focus on the detectives or whatever. That, that was his original idea, oh, right? Sure. You right. know, I can see them. I I feel like they should have done it with this, because mm-hmm. because I couldn't. Like I said, once again, I I, 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 I like the movie more or less. It was, I thought it was okay. It just it wasn't a horrible movie, but I wanted I, to connect with I it more. I don't think the the Superman character is that main of a character. I think it is about the people around him. So no. once he, once see, he that, flip, that, then I definitely disagree. Once he flips, he doesn't. That character doesn't change. That character is what he is. He's a prayer that's serving the skies. It's up to the it's up to the what do you call it? other characters around him to either connect the dots, take that shot at the end and stuff like that, you know, or stab him and stuff like that. I think the the I think that's I think that's what the movie is, you know. No, I I know that's what the movie is. Mm-hmm. I just thought it could, I could have been connected to the movie well, a little bit more. I'm than judging than the movie that I saw. To me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm judging the movie. What I saw. Obviously, I'm just judging the movie. It's good. I, I I enjoyed it more than I thought. The the one thing I do feel like I don't want to talk bad about any actor or actress, but I thought Elizabeth shoot. I mean Elizabeth uh, Banks. Banks wasn't that free at the end. You just. Especially towards the, that third act where she's like running around, scared and stuff like that. Oh, she was fine. I, yeah, I don't. It's just I. She I didn't. Fine. I didn't see horror in her eyes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And no, one no, of no. Which, I saw confusion. We yeah. did exactly what the, the impression I would have gotten yeah. if suddenly my adopted son went crazy like that. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. It's just it's just I didn't see real horror and or in danger and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean she's a good actress. I don't want to talk bad about, it, but she she's just a little bit a little, a little bit lack, lacking there. And it's and it's kind of weird where uh, what cut. At some point, I think, why does he keep having to do... At some point, the aliens tell him, oh, you have to take over the world, take over the world. But do you have to keep doing the disguise thing all the time? You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like... Uh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. My point was, I thought they would have a scene where he's like reading comic book characters, uh, like comic books. I know they can't right. do Disney or Marvel. I thought at some point he would be like a comic book fan or, you know, something like that. Because that would... Because that would mean he's interpreting the instructions from the alien thing. You know what I mean? You got to take over the world, but you know, still hide in plain sight for now. You know, I thought there would be a comic book thing, but that's another thing too. Yeah. So is this yet another world that doesn't have comic books? That's kind of weird, huh? Because because if the, if the parents found found a, a boy like in a spaceship, they go, "Oh, it's kind of like Superman." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's kind of like the Walking Dead universe where there's no word, there's no zombies. There's no there. zombies, zombies right? I just thought it's kind of weird, like because like I understand the alien telling the little baby alien to. You, sh- you need to take over the world, but you have to reach puberty. And even when you reach puberty, you have your powers. You have to be in disguise. You don't want to be, you know, be, you're going too obvious. But I don't. Want, but there should be a, a scene where he's reading a comic book, so he, interpreting that because he keeps putting on a ma- a mask and a cape and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Like, it, it, it it was the movie pretty much assuming we know the background story right. of superheroes, blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. we're not gonna bother with that. Yeah. Which is fine, yeah. I guess. But in a movie where I already wasn't connected, and I could have wanted that. And that that's, again, on the more of the positive side, I really, I really did feel tension and and suspense because because the, the when he kills somebody, it's they really don't do it where it's like too gore or too fast. They do it just a slow build up to to the horror. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's really good. The suspense stuff are good. I mean, yeah. I, li- I like those stuff. But then, like I said, it, that, that, that those things I acknowledge were good in the movie. Mm-hmm. It just. It's just my connection with the movie was just not yeah. not there. Well, you're wrong. I just I, I didn't care. I give this a B, B plus, something like that. Yeah, it's a good movie. For me, it's a solid yeah. C. Mm-hmm. It's average. Maybe maybe C plus, but yeah, well, you're it's wrong. A, it's a C. It's well, a it's good to be wrong. Totally good. Right. Oh, the, and, and you got the Easter eggs afterwards? Oh, which, yeah, with the I didn't listen to I didn't hear the Wonder Woman part, but I did hear the the man under the sea. Right. That's, that's, the like, Wonder Woman like, part was cap- like somebody getting choked up by a rope. Oh, is that what it was? That okay. was one of the and apparently this is Supposedly in the same universe as 
super. No, the Rain Wilson oh, okay. movie. Yeah, yeah. Just James Gunn. So, so my my hope is they do because this is a really cheap won't. movie. This is a really cheap movie. If they give them another ten million, they can make a, a like a Injustice League. With didn't this even character. make its money back. So. It, it was released like two days ago. Relax, Albert. Relax. It, it did pretty bad in the box office. Yeah, I, but it's fine for its budget and stuff. What was the? It's fine anyway. And also with Netflix and foreign territory, I'm sure it made money. Oh yeah, sure. Netflix but, might pick it up. It might be perfect for Netflix. Yeah. But the thing is, if they do make a sequel, I do hope they do some sort of Injustice League and you know what I mean, uh, crime syndicate thing with you know what I mean. But also, like I said, I think the lead should be that the the teenage girl that got traumatized because that story actually gets dropped after a while. You know what I mean? Right, right. So clearly, I, save for the sequel. Yeah, something like that. But I think she should come Not back. Not like that, she, but the aunt's still alive too. Oh yeah, the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope it's a, it's a it's like a Kill Bill revenge kind of a movie if they do if they do a sequel and stuff like that. But yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to uh, the other one word movie, Booksmart. Booksmart. Yeah. Which is not really a one word movie, but here, just once again, as a yeah. warning, spoilers coming. Yeah, that's out. how blah, that's blah, how you spell Booksmart, right? Blah, 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 blah. Don't be crying to us when you end up hearing a spoiler. Spoilers. Okay, so Booksmart. So. Um, Beanie Feldstein, she's the mm-hmm. the sister of Jonah Hill. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I can see where she gets her acting skills from. Yeah, and her <laughs> their older brother uh passed away. Uh, rest in peace. But her, the older brother was like the music manager of Maroon Five. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it's a very successful. That's quite great, the trivia. <laughs> yeah, it's a very successful family. And then Caitlin Dever was from that one Tim Allen movie, a show, TV show. Oh, Last Man Standing? Yes. Really? She, oh, was, I know she would play one of the daughters. I think she was the conservative one. Oh, okay. All right. I yeah. can see that. So, yeah. and, and then, which for me was like, oh, she's not playing a conservative character in this one. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I go ahead. I really, like, I really like this movie. I like these movies. I like movies where the director has a lot of skill and they just throw everything at you. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like crazy angles, crazy editing, music. You have a, a puppeteer kind of, uh, animated thing going on. Stuff like that. I like yes, movies yes, like this. Yeah, it's, it's a really... And it's really funny, really good chemistry. I really like. I really enjoy this movie. It's it's a really good movie. Yeah, I the chemistry between the two leads are great. They're Fantastic. like they're like a good, perfect comedic duo. So like you talk about Aladdin and Jasmine, I want to see this two duo in another movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and go from there. It's one of those movies where every five years you can drop in on these characters and see where they're at. You know what I mean? I'd be interested in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll probably like after college because they're yeah. going to do two different colleges, I guess. Mm-hmm. So at the, at the end movie. Um, but my only th- and another another standout for me mm-hmm. is uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, Billy Lord. Yeah. Billy Lord. She was amazing. This yeah. one, you know, she mm-hmm. she played that outrageous, wild, like mm-hmm. like rich girl, and mm-hmm. then and at first you're like not sure what to make of her character, and then right. as the movie goes, you go, oh, yeah, I see what really they're doing. Yeah, yeah, the character yeah. really grows on you. Yeah, the first time I was I was taken aback too when she was first introduced because. This is this is nothing to do with the movie, but I kind of went through her Wikipedia when the, when her mother died, so I knew she was kind of older. So I was like, I was confused. Is she playing? Uh, she's twenty six or twenty seven. I was like, is she playing with the high school kids, a counselor? What's going on? And then you realize, oh, she's playing a a, a a senior kid. But you know, and then what she was saying, I couldn't really pick up. But like by her second or third appearance, I finally got what she was doing, and then right. it, it was it was great. Yeah, she's great. It was great. Yeah, like I said, the whole cast is pretty good, and I do like the, how it subverts. Uh, what you what you know about high school kids? Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate it is because we haven't been in high school for a while. No, but no. but the whole idea that that oh all these supposed slackers are also actually pretty smart as well. Mm-hmm. You know they're 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 they have a huge big social life mm-hmm. and they're a bunch of goof offs, but they're also very smart right. as well. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it this it's a, it's a, it's an interesting take. It's an interesting yeah. take on high school kids because I'm not sure how true that is. I just want to mention. Uh, it's one of the things I appreciate because. 
uh, they're not going for realism. I just want to because I've seen this kind of thing on on Twitter and stuff. They're not going for realism. This isn't a, a true to life documentary kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's a fantastical movie. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it's fantastical, but the emotions are real. But everything the, emotions are real. The stuff stuff's are fantastic. They name dropped um, uh, Gilmore Girls in this movie. Okay. And this is much. This is very much in the tradition of Gilmore Girls, where people are ridiculously smart, ridiculously have the best thing, you know, most intelligent, biting thing to say, number one. Number two, there's a scene where they, uh, want the second stop, they go into like a murder mystery, everybody's in costume. Okay. And, you know what I mean? That's pure Gilmore Girls. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to take Was this... that, 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 that a hipster thing? <laughs> no. I don't, think, I don't think you go to any party now like they go into like a murder mystery. Not, not well, like, hipsters would? No, not, not high school kids. That's that's a bit much. But like, uh, Hipster high school kids would? But this is... This is a fantastical thing, you know what I mean? It's it's not supposed to be taken literally and stuff like that, you know what I mean? When you when you take ass or whatever, you don't have the same trip, you know what I mean? You don't have the same vision as you, you know, as the other person, you know what I mean? It's fantastical, you know what I mean? It's not supposed to be taken quite literally, you know what I mean? There's no way a kid would, you know, be rich enough to have a yacht with iPad giveaway and then still drive Uber and stuff like that. It's just, it's a fantastical movie. It's not supposed to be taken quite literally, you know what I mean? So, you know, go ahead. Was he driving an Uber or did, did, did she just call him? I think she. I think they just called him. I don't. I don't. I couldn't get that either. No, no. They just called him. The Uber joke was with the with the principal, Jason yeah. Sudeikis character. But what didn't they also mention? They needed to get a lift, and then he was. I yeah, I think I think I think it wasn't lift. Well, it wasn't Uber. It's lift, right? Yeah, it's lift. Yeah. Co sponsor. I don't know. It's a, it's a sponsor. But but the, I I don't I don't think I think when she said yeah. they need the lift from mm-hmm. from that guy, it wasn't lift L Y F D. He just he was yeah. giving them a lift mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think I think that was what it was. Mm-hmm. You know. So um. But but. My only thing about this movie is they have the same. Oh, problem. Are you doing complaints already? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, no. Go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead, like. Process. I just want to mention. Uh, this is a comedy. I don't like most comedies. I don't like the Jed Apatow comedies, where it's like you plant the camera there and then everything, everything's brightly lit and stuff like that, and then you shoot dialogue between you know just back and forth dialogue and stuff like that. This is a real director. You know what I mean? She's a real. You know what I mean? She shoots it in an interesting way, different angles. You know what I mean? She does a, a music and stuff like that. Does you know what I mean? It's much more creative, much more imaginative comedy and stuff like that. There should be more comedies like this. You know what I mean? That's something I appreciate and stuff like that. Speaking of comedy, comedy mm-hmm. is subjective, and I admit, although I found the movie quite humorous, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot that I was laughing out loud. Oh, really? The panda there thing? actually wasn't. The panda thing wasn't funny to you. The funny was I acknowledge it was funny, yeah. and I'm like, ah, the funny. the putting yeah. the porn on the 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 lift. That the, was funny. That's funny. <laughs> that, that that's the funniest scene in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of stuff, like I said, were were humorous, but yeah, I wasn't really laughing out loud. That was really funny. I think it's a really funny. But dramedy. once again, comedy is subjective, mm-hmm. and in my case, it just happened to just like it's funny. Yeah. And also, a fantastic shot uh, from from Olivia Wilde is that once that girl realizes. Uh, the girl that she was interested in was kissing a boy and stuff like that. This is a one-take tracking shot when she goes from the pool and, and all the way through the party. She gets dressed and all the way to the party. She, she, she finds her friend, Molly, right, mm-hmm. to tell her that like, they want to leave. I think it's I think it's a fantastic scene, fantastic shot because it's one of the things where you think, oh, she would be devastated, she'd be crushed. But her true to her character, her number one concern was actually for her friend. She wanted to get out of that party. Right, her, right. You know I, mean? I think that's fantastic. I think that's No, that, that was a good thing. I think the, the whole party thing in that, in that, in that house... Uh, Olivia Wilde was really showing her her stuff in terms of yeah. like directing. I want this shot here. I want this shot here. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of like a lot of directing stuff. I yeah. mean, I guess cinematographer gets some credit too. She directed the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she directed the crap out of that party. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good, well played out scenes in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's kind of it almost seems like a predictable cliche that oh they get into fight with the party yeah. or among among the public kind of thing, you know. But I do like how it swerves. It it does swerve in that direction. You know, typical comedy. 
uh, she will end up with who she wanted to be, and mm-hmm. she would end up with who he she wanted to be mm-hmm. hit to be kind of thing. But they didn't go that direction, which is fine. I mm-hmm. actually really do appreciate that. And 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 oh yeah, you know what? I forgot to mention this, but yeah. So my, for my, for me, the theme in the movie is honestly don't judge a book by its cover because mm-hmm. a lot of the conclusions is that yeah. Like you, if you think you know how you live your life, you're wrong. If you think you know a person. You're wrong. But that's something that's true for all these teenage coming of age kind of things. So that, uh, you're probably specifically telling, talking about probably where uh, the, the the two girls kind of hooked up at at the end. No, and that's also not it. also the one girl <laughs> who you think is promiscuous, but she's not really promiscuous. She is promiscuous actually. Right. I, that stuff you've seen in a lot of these teenage movies and stuff. I mean, they. It's interesting how she does it and stuff like that. How, and stuff, but you've seen that a no, lot. But what I'm saying was interesting is I that... I just saw a TV show called Sex Education, by the way, just on Netflix that has mm. some of this stuff. But, yeah. but well, well, no, what's interesting is that there are no villains in this. Yeah. Like people in a typical high school comedy, there will yeah. those will be the villains, mm-hmm. right? They'll be the mean girls or whatever. Or, the dumb, or the dumb jock mm-hmm. kind of thing. And this movie does not go in that direction. Everybody is likable at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and the two main characters, especially... Uh, well, what is Beanie's uh, character's name? Molly. Especially Molly. Molly seems to be the surrogate. Not, not even not even Caitlin Devers' character. I think it is Molly that, that we're supposed to really associate with because it's her perspective that's completely upended in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's what that's the lesson we're supposed to learn from this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I really like that. I think that's why I think this yeah. is like this should be mandatory viewing for high school kids. Yeah, the only thing not mandatory is don't try and recreate the night before graduation this way. Yeah. you don't have to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it, it seems like this might have the problem with the Hangover. Like after the Hangover came out, everybody wanted to recreate the Hangover, which is really stupid. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really wish that people would do this with with Booksmart. Mm-hmm. Again, that goes to the fantastical nature of the movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone's gonna take this quite literally. Like everybody's gonna party and you know run into serial killers and stuff like that in one night. Oh sure, I mean, so, yeah, the serial killer joke is kind of funny. Yeah, it's good. I, I, like, I that. like that. I like that character and stuff like that because. Like ninety percent of that monologue is like, "Hey, stranger danger." You guys, you guys have to think things through. And then there's that one little snippet, that ten percent where he, he 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 slips into, "What if I took you to uh, on the freeway to go across the state line, fifteen minutes?" Right. And then he knew a little bit too much. Yep. Like what what a serial killer would do. And then in the end, oh, it yeah. pays off. Yeah, it pays off. Yeah, there's That's a lot weird. of stuff in this movie that kind of pays off at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. You know, and, and you can argue whether it completely hits the landing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of in between that because it does seem like it's somewhat pandering. It was very, it was too easy of an ending. Mm-hmm. Like every every little plot thread was played off very easily. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even go to Africa. Yeah. Okay. So it, it does seem like it's a movie that kind of wanted to have its cake yeah. and eat it too, mm-hmm. where strong yeah. lessons, but at the very end, everybody's happy. Yeah. You know, I, I like that. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, you could have gotten it's, further it's, out than that. It's still, at the end of the day, it's still a very positive sort of uplifting. Yeah, that's the thing I really appreciate about this movie. Very yeah. positive movie. Like I said, mm-hmm. everybody's likable mm-hmm. at the end, even the, even the people who you're who you're trained to believe are yeah. the bad people, and mm-hmm. they're really not. They're just just like like life, Albert. Just, just like, like life. life. like yeah. You, there's no real. There's nothing. There's no one that's purely good, purely bad. Yeah. You're just you, you, you're just trying your best. You think this was gonna be a movie about stereotypes, but no, no. Every don't judge, judge don't judge a book by cover. Sure. You know, there's a lot of positives. Everybody yeah. has something to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, um, but my one big complaint. Yeah, I know I had little complaints mm-hmm. throughout here and there, but my one big complaint: uh, Game of Thrones uh, uh, time travel, or or uh, what do you call that? Where they're we're just like traveling from one place to one place with no reason whatsoever. Oh, you mean uh, when they in between the 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 scenes? And stuff? Time jumps, time jumps. Time jumps? Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't know. Because I mean, the party with the murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Everybody there was end up in the other party too. 
Right, yeah. And I know I know they played off as a joke because Billy Lord's character, G- right, right, Gigi. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they're like, how did you even get here? Oh, but the other, the, the gay couple, right? Is that what you're saying? The, the theater guys, right? Because they, they also end up in the party. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it does seem like, okay, now everybody just happens to just show up at this party. Yeah. It's the biggest party of the night and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And also, one of the parents did say there was an end time to that, to that Correct. party. Correct. I don't I, I don't. I, I, I get that in the script, it looks like they, they had some excuses yeah. on why. Mm-hmm. But how... And I know the reason why they got there first before Molly and Something. and her friend did. Oh, what's her name? Uh-huh. Which one? I'm sorry. <laughs> K- one? Katie Dever's character. Uh, Amy and Molly. Those are two char- main characters. Amy. Yeah. So, so I know Molly and Amy went like the mm-hmm. roundabout way. Right. They went the long way to get to the party, but everybody else kind of just went there. I know, but here, here my whole thing. We're, we're, again, we're not auditioning for Cinema I know, Sins. I know. This is not, uh, I know. I know. I know. It's I'm, a minor complaint. That's my, all. My biggest complaint actually is, I I, I, I mentioned how uh, Olivia Wilde is super talented, super smart. She is. She's super talented. I can't wait to see what she does next. But it's a, it's she. It's sometimes it's a little bit too much, in this, especially in the first part of the movie where she introduced characters that, that set up things for later part of the movie. But the thing is, there was not enough setup at the beginning, like the end where the where the two girls hooked up at in the in the bathroom, right? I totally forgot who the other girl was. You know oh, really? I mean? Yeah, I, I totally. She forgot was in who. the classroom. Yeah, no, she was in the class. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't until after the movie, looking back, I was like, oh, she was in the pa- uh, bathroom and stuff like that. So it's just like some of the no, no, stuff- no, no, no. She's not in the bathroom. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, in the classroom. The classroom. Yeah, she's the one that go. Oh, you got her. You got Miss Fine's number. Yeah, exactly. Nice. You know, it was that girl. Yeah, but that's just like a. She was that, also the one in the locker where 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 she went by. It's like I don't know what this is, but I don't want anything to do with it. Right. It's that girl. I just don't think it's just that's just not enough of a setup for that payoff at the at the in the end of the third movie. It's just like it's just like the stuff that happened in the first fifteen minutes that seems like a little too rushed. Like this, this should be a little bit more setup. You know what I mean? It's and so why I said I don't think the third act completely hits the landing. Right. I appreciate what they went for, but. Maybe another yeah. fifteen minutes. And like the 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 guy who's like super rich, but who's who's like a poser, or whatever. And also Billy Lord's character. They got introduced in the first ten minutes or something like that. But then I, I for some reason I didn't understand what they were saying or what the angle was. Are they dating? Are they best friends? I didn't. No, they're 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 best friends. The best friends. The, the impression was that they were to, they were together. Right. But then that's what I mean. That's what that's what the movie tries to subvert your expectations of this stereotypical high school kids right, but for some reason the way they're introduced and the way they're kind of, the movie kind of pro- processes or gives that information I thought they were I, siblings yeah I didn't, I didn't really understand it you know what I mean I it's thought like, they I were didn't, siblings it's like like I said a lot of the setup at the beginning of the movie didn't really kind of connect for me at the, at the very end and also the first stop that they make is at that party right right the book party yeah. and that didn't really work for me you know what I mean I know it's like a slow build up to whatever happens in this night but I don't know that 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 scene just sort of fell flat for me. You know what I mean? I, I think that scene was just, just was it, it's a, it was just a plot thing. It was just it's to establish that this guy's super rich, but he has no friends, and then right. Gigi's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of a thing. Right. But then later on, it pays off like she's not really crazy. She's just it's very, over, very wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. There's something about the the, the, the setup and the and the and the payoff at the end just just didn't quite work. It doesn't quite jive. You know, maybe just one too many characters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? My, you know what I mean? If you were, like I said, if you have that scene at the end. With, with the two girls making out, that, that character may have should have been woven throughout the movie a little bit more. Because like I said, I completely forgot who she was by the end. You know what I mean? And the other, oh, what was the other complaint I had? Um, oh, shoot. No, I lost it. It has to do with... Oh, the other, the, other, the other thing is, I mentioned that scene at the end where Molly and Amy fight and stuff like that. Right. But I thought... But then the music swelled up. You know what I mean? She played that music. And I thought, that's, that's a little bit too clever. Let's, let's just let the actors fight. Let the scene play out. You know what I mean? Do you remember? Do you remember that start? Yeah, I remember, but I, I don't think it bothered me too much. It's just sometimes she. I like again. I like Olivia Wilde a lot. She's, this is a great first movie. I, I, 
it's just take it back a notch. It'll just we'll slow it back a little bit. And also, there's a little I at, at the end with the in the ceremony when they're graduating. I don't think she got enough coverage because there was a lot of tight shots on the Molly and Amy. So I thought that's, that's kind of weird. It's weird. Anyway, there's a little gripes like that. And also, there's a scene where after Molly gives her uh, uh, speech and stuff like that. Right. The two gay characters, it looks like they were about to start a bit or something like that. And then it just, it just cuts. It just that was ends. the running joke from the beginning. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because they, because they, were, they, were, they wanted to like present something or whatever and that was it and then it was cut off again. It was, a, it was a kind of a thing. I think, it, I think if, you, if we rewatch it, we're going to see the connecting the, threads. The, the connecting threads, okay. Yeah, but, but when we were watching it as is, it does seem like it was very plot heavy and if you miss some of the plot, you're kind of, you're kind of like, where did that come from? Maybe a little bit too Maybe, it's too condensed. It's too dense or too not dense. Dense, dense enough. I think or, it's too dense. Or also, she really wanted to do a lot with the story, and and it was it maybe maybe it was a little too much. Yeah, maybe if if I had to do an analogy where uh, everything's going like hundred miles per hour, maybe you should dial it back to like maybe eighty five a little bit. You know, go just, to the speed limit. Yeah, yeah, just go <laughs> slow down certain parts. Like I said, it, she's going a little bit faster than the me at least me anyway. The audience could pick up and stuff like that, but it does seem like she did it this way, like the one crazy night kind of thing, yeah, sure. because she believes that that's what people want to watch. Yeah, you know, I mean, she's not completely wrong either, but at the same time, it's like it, it does, it does, you know, it's good to revisit this movie and just yeah. see where it went. And there's a whole sequence where they go into the, the library because they're going to figure out where the house was, and you know, they I think that was a clever like, sequence. Yeah, it but, went nowhere, but it was clever. Kind of so, so, so it went nowhere because at the end of the day, you saw the videos. Oh. The pizza box, and that's how they yeah, figure it out. Yeah, but that's their character, though. Yeah. That, that's yeah, the point of that scene. But the thing that's is, their character. But when their character should, shouldn't the characters be rewarded for doing all that homework and she stuff? She fist bumped the librarian. Yeah, Come on, that's funny. I mean, that's fun. Like I said, but there should be more of a payoff than than just the, them looking at the video, the pizza thing, and then figuring it out from there. You know what I mean? I, I guess, uh, but, yeah. but 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 what? Yeah, that's know, not that's not that's not a major complaint. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but to finalize this, it does seem like the the, the moral lesson of this movie is you can be you can have fun. And still be smart, yeah. I guess. You can have you can have it all. You can balance uh, studying and being fun. Yeah, which I think for a lot of people is very daunting I think, to pull. And I think yeah, I think it's one of those things where you can't be just hyper one thing. You you can't just be sort of like you know hyper one thing where view don't yourself. be stereotypical. Be you know you, you you contain the multitude and stuff like that. You can be, you you can be super serious. You can, you can you can be a feminist, but you can also enjoy life. You can, you can chase boys and stuff. Like that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody just relax a little bit. You know, it's a good movie. I liked it a lot. I give this a, a B plus, A minus, something like that. I give it a B plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I give it a B plus. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's a movie that I would like to own though. But but we'll, I would watch this again. We'll see. I would watch it. Again. I would like to watch it again, but I'm, I'm still not sure if it's a movie. That I I hope uh, she does. Uh, I can't wait to see her next movie. She's a really interesting director to watch in, in, the, in the coming years. Uh, two two tangents from this from this movie. Um, I finally saw the movie you were talking about. Uh, uh boy something, hmm? the one the one with Jacob Tremblay. The one with, the one with Jacob Tremblay. Oh, you mean the trailer? For Good Boys? Yes, that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Finally saw it because I guess oh. it, I guess it makes sense to show this that trailer oh, for thought, this movie. I was thinking like, oh, you saw a movie, but no, it's just a trailer for the movie. Yeah, it's, it's good, right? Yeah, it's funny. That looks that looks funny. That looks funny. And then uh, and then the girl, the one, oh, the yeah. one, the one who Amy ends up with mm-hmm. is apparently it look it's uh, she's in Ma. Yeah, she's with Octavia Spencer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't put two two together until I saw Booksmart, and I go, oh wait, that's the same girl. <laughs> yeah, and the girl that that got the reputation of giving hand jobs or blowjobs or whatever is in. Boys, good boys. Naturally. Oh, she's also in Good Boys. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I think she plays a, a hussy in Good Boys too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it looks, somebody's getting typecast yeah. already. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. You should mention. Yeah, it, it does seem like it's one be. It's gonna be one of those movies where 10, 15 years from now you'll see this cast go off to right. do. You know, I think this is like a Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, is that kind of a movie? Uh, it's, it's like uh, Animal House, I sure. guess. It's 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 in that genre of like this is gonna be a cult classic. Is which is unfortunate to say because yeah. that means it's not going to make that much money. Yeah. But the, the Feinstein yeah. girl's been around for a few years. I don't. Yes, she, yeah. she, she's not being really discovered. But I, I, I think that the 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 Amy girl is a real really Katie good. She's a really good. Yeah, she's really good. She's really she really good. has a, sh- a huge fan following. Oh, does because of the fact that she was in the Tim Allen show. Oh, okay. You but know? he, she's great. I think the Asian kid is actually really good and stuff like that. Was he Asian? Or was he Mexican? He's, he's Asian. How dare you? I think he's Mexican. You talking about the long hair guy who slept with the teacher? Yeah. No, he, he's Hispanic. I'm talking about the other Asian guy, the guy who who got into Stanford on a soccer scholarship. That guy's Asian. You don't remember him? Oh, you race. I, you're supposed to be looking for Asian representation in all <laughs> movies. You <laughs> monkey bastard. I guess his character wasn't that 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 significant uh, for the you movie. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he's the guy who's a skater. He, he, you know what I mean. He's the guy who actually cry chopped the pizza. I think. Oh yes, yeah. he was very much an. It wasn't one of the main supporting characters. He was just oh, a you, supporting character. You monkey bastard. I was going like, where's the Asian guy? And oh, then the, the, the very dangerous uh, yeah. On that good. note, uh, thanks for listening. Good times. This was episode 238 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who at Worst Network.